0: Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brew Head. And I am
1: Nathan from Nathan Does Beer.
0: Welcome to episode 152 of Beer Not the Podcast adjunct series. Nathaniel, this evening, we got a gem. This is we a do. new brewery, sort of a new brewery to both of us familiar, mm-hmm. had some of their older products, not some of the new stuff. Um, I've had
1: some of their, I've had some of the new, uh, some of the newer have, stuff in the okay, last amazing. Bit. yes.
0: Fantastic. I had some of the OG stuff, uh, and the these guys uh, are a brewery uh, in Toronto, if I didn't say that already, and they're doing something that is very um, close to our hearts, both you and I, uh, with the styles that they make, and they are a primarily crispy-based brewery, as is the uh, official terminology. Um, so, we're going to get into a whole bunch of crispy boys tonight, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, Nathan and I are suitably stoked. Um, yes. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to hearing the story. Uh, we have a whole bunch of uh, glass, empty glasses that need to be filled here. So, uh, let's get this going. Uh, folks, please welcome. Let me just get this unmute going so I have it going. Okay. Yeah. Got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Please welcome Adam and Matt. Of True history, oh, boy. Welcome, fellas. Welcome. What an intro. Holy oh. smokes. <laughs> uh, boys, we bring the crowd for for the guests, you know. It's gotta it's gotta be live up to what you deserve, you know. That's what we're here for. God damn it. Thank you for hanging out, boys. Appreciate you both. Thanks for oh, having me for having time. us. It's an honor and a pleasure. Uh, as I was saying, very excited to get into this. We have some phenomenal beers that uh, we're both stoked for. And what we're gonna do, we have a little bit of a fun with the uh, selections we're going to kind of do a round table everyone gets to choose the next beer so we're starting off with uncle nathaniel here uh sir would you like to choose the first beer
1: yes indeed uh so the one i chose that we're going to start with uh, i feel like the name is uh, the perfect choice to kind of encapsulate uh what uh, you guys are all about so i think we're going to start with just a pills
0: i kind of had a feeling love it What's-
1: excuse me while i head to my fridge yes. <laughs> Both.
0: Go for it. Take your time. So, I need to get these more organised. Fantastic. Um, Matt, what is is this? Uh, Just Appeals label based mm-hmm. on a, a sort of like a German beer label? Um, no, I don't. I I think this is
2: so over time. Uh, Anatomy, you can jump in if I ever get something wrong.
0: Um, sorry, one second. I'm getting that. No, nah, you're good. You're good getting the <laughs> delivery. Matt's on the delivery train tonight. I love it. Got yeah, a team. My, my short can appropriate
3: Pilsner Raquel mug. Ooh,
0: let's oh, that's go. amazing.
3: Yeah, my buddy, our buddy actually, Cody, uh, Matt, brought it back to me. He was in Germany for a while and on his way back, he moved back to Toronto. He went by Pilsner Raquel and picked this up for me. So,
2: um, that's uh, exactly That's a, what you need. I, uh, I went yeah. with our pint glass because I realized I didn't even have any mugs of ours in my place.
4: Ooh,
2: is that? That amazing? just shows I. No, it just shows how much time I spend at the brewery. <laughs> that I. Um, yeah, you were saying about the label. Uh, yeah, man, I think. Yeah. Oh, over the last, actually, Justipills is an interesting one to start and then talk about the labels because I think it was like our first sort of decision to start moving our label design while still holding true to kind of like what we started in our designer, Tyler, who I'd love to talk about because I think he's super talented, um, move into more of like a, you know, European or uh, classic American-inspired labels that Adam and I were just getting more and more into as we went on, and we kind of felt we wanted to, because we were brewing such classic styles, we wanted to nod towards that direction um, while still keeping it something that is kind of, uniquely ours but something that is new is the addition of these like metallic hits that we've been uh, playing with which is something that Adam kind of picked up on in the last couple probably within the last year of just being like a a fun little nod towards again those old classic styles so that's something that we added but this is a this is probably the first label where when we saw it we were like oh there's a direction here that maybe we should
0: uh, we should follow Mm. is it that, that makes sense does so this is, it feels familiar to me, I guess, is what I'm asking. So it's not, it's just, maybe it's like unintentionally from the designer side. It just, I, I, I don't I, know what. We, this, I think Matt, what Matt was saying is like, this is the first, do we drink yet? Or do we? Oh no, here? we can definitely drink. Yeah, please. Yeah, let's We're get up. into it. Gentlemen, cheers. Welcome again. Cheers. Appreciate Joe. This smells amazing. Look at that clarity. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's kind of. It's
3: the first year mm. on the label where, like, I don't know, I think with anything, like whether it's the beers you're making or the cans you're, you know, like your designers designing, which you obviously have input on or like the events you're throwing, whatever they, they, there's an evolution over time. Right. And I think that a lot of the times, like, I feel like every label, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, like we've put out, we've been like, oh, like in the moment you're like, this is new, it's the sickest one. And then like, sometimes yeah. you look back and you're like, eh, I don't know if that's us anymore. Or we like it as much anymore or whatever. I think this is the first label where we got to a point where we, we really found, clearly we're doing very traditional styles and trying to approach it in very traditional ways and people, the experience we want them to have is kind of like that when you go to Europe, if you've been lucky, like it's the Czech Republic or Germany, a very warm, inviting feeling you want them to have. Um, I think this is the first label where we kind of tried to bring that to the actual artwork where it was like classic, but also kind of brought something that was uniquely our own. Um So like the metallic hits are something that's recent, like the original version of this label didn't have those metallic hits on it. but so that's something okay. we, did we opened up our, our space, but we just really like, like, I think our designer, like Tyler as well, like he kind of found a groove with us as much as we found a groove with him and like what to ask for. I'm like, we don't even need to ask for much anymore mm-hmm. outside of what the beer's called. The vibe we want, and that's it. He kind of just nails it mostly, most of the time. And I think this is like the first one. Like I was saying, that it's just like we really want it to be classic and have that like kind of nostalgic, like German kind of. Whether it's like Augustiner, like Einger, like one of the classic Pallaner, like one of the classic breweries labels, this five hundred milliliter bottle that you would have like if you're walking, if you're just walking the streets there. It's a better, better life they live over
0: there. Um, <laughs> totally.
3: But yeah, that's, this is kind of the first thing. And like you'll notice the labels that we all have for the beers that we drink together today, they kind of all follow that same suit, like kind of like a bit more of a fun twist, we think, on like that very classic aesthetic that you would get from those European beers.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense then. So it's sort of like intentionally looking at, um, yeah, it's intentionally nostalgic maybe is the word I'm looking at. Cause that's yeah. kind of how it just feels, but I, it's like I can't place it, but it feels familiar. Um, yes, which is which is great, and and the beer as well. By the way, this is fantastic. It's uh, yeah super clean, um, mm-hmm. really nice. The malt profile is great. It's 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 exactly like to style's not too sweet. The great bitterness, like grassy touch, herbal, um, nice bread, crackery kind of vibe going on. This is fantastic. Yeah. What what are the um, is there any ingredients in this specifically that are, like whether you've mentioned whether it's the hops or is it like double decocted or anything like that? It, it, it's pretty straightforward as
3: far as like our, like for example, our hellas and our Pills. Like we, uh, we were talking about, we use a lot of like traditional methods with the brewing. Like we use decoction a lot of the time, but on our hellas and this the Pills, we don't do that. we just mash So we're just using like classic like German malt from Weirman. Um, and then focusing on like all these beers, I guess, kind of like the like we were talking about the other day, Craig, it's like you don't have a lot to work with, so you want to make sure what you are working with is like of the highest possible quality possible. So it's Mm -hmm. getting, like we use the uh, Pilsner malt from Weirman, we use German hops, so in this one we used uh, Saz and Saphir, And I find that, like, again, we're getting... I don't usually, <laughs> it's weird because I don't like to get too geeky about beers because I feel like I'm like <laughs> making people just
0: lose interest This is right the away. place for it, if anywhere, brother. You're good. We're here for a reason.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, like those low alpha acid hops that I think are, it's not necessarily the most efficient way to use hops because you're spending more money because you need more to get that bitterness. Mm. But I think that bitterness that you achieve is a lot more full on the palate. It's not so isolated. It's not so abrupt. And that flavor you're talking about, like that herbaceousness, that grassiness, that kind of like almost like background citrusy kind of thing mm. is a lot more, it's more prevalent, but it's not in your face, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. okay. and so just trying to use those classic noble hops and ingredients that they use traditionally in Pilsner, that's, that's what we do. And then our, our biggest ingredient with all our beers is, uh, is time, right? just letting them sit and, uh, and ferment and condition for as long as until they're ready. Um, Matt will tell you sometimes it's like, i probably go overboard with it, <laughs> but, but, you know. Um, I,
2: I would say we, we've got, I think one of the advantages we have right now is the amount of time that we can put into these beers because we are relatively new. So we're right. still getting used to our system and we are, you know, uh, we, we, there's, there's, there's the opportunity to take a little bit more time now than when we have, you know, you hope to grow into a space where you hope to grow into a situation where time becomes uh, a more of a constraint than necessary. But right now we've got the time. So you might as well use it. Right. I think rushing something just to rush it um, doesn't make any sense. We don't have any situations where we feel like we need to be pressing these beers and, I think the results speak for themselves. So at the end of the day, you kind of like you get addicted to using that time. So mm-hmm. as much as like maybe early on, I, I would I would agree with you, Adam. I think like over time you're just like, man, if if the beer's really good, so let's just make good
3: beer. And it's not like we're ever gonna rush anything out. No, it's, no, no, no. Or just like like for example, like this batch of condition for ten weeks. That's not really Like it's, it's better than it would be at seven, Mm -hmm. but it's diminishing returns. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if we get to a point where it's like, I have this out in seven weeks, that's great. That means we need more beer out and all these things, right? Like it's just the, it's, it's juggling those two things, but now like what we have the luxury, it's, uh, we try to use it as much as possible so that we can get together and drink beers like this and hopefully Mm -hmm. enjoy them
0: more. That's awesome. How is is there a like an agreed upon point where the laura diminishing returns kicks in or is it sort of like you guys are tasting it and you're like yeah it's not getting any this is it type of thing are you saying agreed upon between us two or like amongst people in general do you know what both i think
2: for between us two so kind of the way that adam and i work from the <laughs> brewing side is uh i leave adam to his own devices Up until it
4: affects,
2: (laughs) up until it affects, I would say um, sales. So I do a lot of like our offsite sales and our licensee sales. So I would say that like the only time when we'd have that like earnest conversation would be in those situations where it's like, hey, we need something to sell to people to make money to keep making beer, and if there is, you know, that conversation of like, okay, we know it's going to be better at let's say ten weeks but we're seven weeks in and we need this beer. Then you just go like, okay, we got to package it. But like Adam was saying, I think more, I think something that we've agreed upon together, whether it's tacitly or like implicitly or explicitly is that we will never package something if it's not ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've yet to ever have to dump a beer because of quality. We've yet to, I I think, put out a beer that we don't feel at the very least satisfied with. And I, I hope that we never will have to, and at the very least, if we have to do it, it's because of a, a fluke or an error or something. It's not because we rushed something or did something that was against a, maybe our philosophy or the way that we want to present this brewery and this brand. I guess.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That and that's that's great that you you guys have. How long have you been open for now?
2: Uh, a year and a The right? Brewery is a, about sixteen months. I think sixteen months. 16, yeah, just over 16
0: months. So that's pretty sweet. No dump batches. I feel like the dumping batches is definitely a very, very common thing. So I mean like that's that's awesome. Um so congrats on that. That's sick that you guys have been able to get to that point as well so early on. But the I guess that means there would pro, like I guess every beer would have that diminishing returns. Like every style perhaps might have a sort of thing. So it's I used to again, okay, uh, I'm trying to think.
3: I think a lot of people now um, like a, a lot of what I hear often and like, again, Craig, sorry, sorry, Nate. And like Matt's heard me say this a million times, but Craig and I had this like chat the other day. So I'm going to refer it a, reference it a couple times because we mm-hmm. talked briefly about a bunch of this stuff, but it's like a, a lot of it. these days is when it comes to logger is um, it's kind of like, well, you can make, a good beer or good enough beer by doing it this way. Mm. And like most of the time when you say that, whether it's you only condition it for this amount of time or you ferment at this temperature, any, any points, like lager is a pretty like restrained beer. And what I think it is, is like if you can isolate any step in your process, if you really boil it down, it's like not a huge deal. But if you change or cut corners on all these really important bunch of steps along that process, it results in a big change in your final product in either direction. Right. So a lot of people say, hey, well, we can do it this long or whatever and it'll be fine. And they're right. But what we try and do and what we have found and like what I would argue. Respectfully, pretty strongly in favor of is that if we're talking specifically about time and tank and how long you let your logger sit to mature and like get that roundness and kind of like you know, like when we're young and we're like out there, we're kind of just running all over the place We're teenagers we are in their twenties are going crazy. And then now we're respectable young adults like we are now. And we'll be (laughs) fine. Somewhat (laughs) respectable. Yeah. The world loves us, right? Like it's kind of, (laughs) it's kind of the same thing. Right. And like, I think that for me, if you want to actually get down to an exact point, what I found with our beers is that there's this point when you get to a round of conditioning, like the five or six week, mark and it kind of depends on the beer but it's usually within there where you're tasting it and you're like oh it's good there's nothing wrong with it whatever and then it just hits this point and you're like oh now we're talking mm. and that from that point on it still gets better but it's not that same kind of drastic week-to-week increase you know what i mean so like for example one of the beers we're going to drink tonight is our sticks right the, our, our octoberfest marathon which we didn't quite traditionally marathon was brewed in march and conditioned until september when it was served at octoberfest Ours was just because the tank space was not quite that we got it in. Like it was either like the last week of April or beginning of May. So it had like four and a half months of Definitely. conditioning there, which is a long time. Yeah. The last month of that, was there a huge difference? No. Was there a difference? Yes. Is it kind of like, to be honest for the traditional aspect of it and like a bit of like, quote unquote, a shtick? Yes. Like beer doesn't need to sit that long, but it does get somewhat better but like the point from like week 5 to 6 versus month 5 to 6 is obviously you know not the same at least from what i've gathered
0: hmm that's a good that example a, yeah no that that's actually a really good example that basically answers exactly what i'm looking for i uh, i ask mostly cuz i don't know if they're like you know i usually hear you know 6 weeks is usually kind of like what most breweries who, who would just do a lager as opposed to specialize in it typically would say. Um, but I know that there's, you know, every style has their different uh, requirements. And, and like you said, I was just always curious about like, Oh, like, you know, like, you know, week five to week 10, is that much of a difference? So right. yeah. That, I that's, that's cool And I also think that like,
3: it kind of is important, like what you do before that, right? Like, for us, like we pay a lot of attention to whether it's every step of the process, whether you're what you're mashing in at, like what's your water, like we like what's your wa- per, per per beer that you're brewing, like what is your water profile? For us, like we use RO at the brewery, so we build up all of our water to style based on the beer we're brewing. Right. All these little things, what's your how long are you boiling for? When are your hop additions? All those things, you're decocting. Okay, how are you doing that? you can do all these things. What's your fermentation temperature at, right? Like if you're not doing those in a certain way, that's going to benefit your beer. You can condition a beer as long as you want. But it, if you didn't put it in the condition to succeed, right. Then it's not, I, I don't think it's going to be as good as it possibly can. Right. So it's kind of like, and I'm not saying that we're, we are, I'm like, I was saying that uh, I'm, I'm never happy with any beer that we put out to be honest, but it's like, you know, you get better and better and closer to that, hopefully, and and you try and like adjust things along the way based on what you've seen and what you've done to like get closer to the point you want to be at. Which also that that finishing point is different for everyone as well, too, right? Like what you love in a pills, I might not. Mm. Or Nate, you do, I might. You know, what you might not love, I might love. So it's like that's why, like you know, when we get into like the the rating aspect of things and talking about it, it's like it's so subjective, right? Like yeah. there's yeah. You know, People can like and people cannot like, and that's that's what makes it go around. I think we can all agree that a, a pill shouldn't be probably sour or things like that. But like I, once you get past that, then you're it's kind of just like dealer's choice in a lot of ways, right?
0: Hmm. I like that. And I guess that's keeps it interesting because if there's multiple breweries who do, you know, whatever a large variety almost exclusively lagers and pills and, and and other offshoots, like if everything was identical, then that would probably make that redundant. But They are are different. I've had breweries. I I don't want to say certain names, but I've had breweries. How do I say this without (laughs) like trying to call people? out? I've had a brewery who does this type of stuff tell me that they didn't like the beers from another brewery who does this type of stuff. And I was shocked because they thought they were too bitter or something. I forgot what it was. And Mm. I think both of those breweries are spectacular. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So that means that the brewery thought the other brewery was too bitter just has their particular preference and i imagine that you know if you do those two side by side i you probably notice that so i was like okay interesting i thought it was weird at first but now when you're saying it, it makes more sense yeah. yeah and it's nice having someone like matt
3: who's like a friend and a, and a business partner as well because like he knows i think just by rushing up on now like some of the aspects of brewing and like the process whatever but more often than not you ask like when <laughs> when, when. i like, Point do we think the conditioning is done? Like if Matt will tell you, like usually I just walk into the back and I'm like, here, try this, and he gives like feedback based on like it's nice to have it just from a someone who drinks beer perspective in a lot of ways, right? Like he's not going to be like, oh, what did you do on your mash here? He's just going to be like, ah, eh, this is kind <laughs> or like this is like, you know what I mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but it's kind of like you're coming at it from like a more consumer-ish standpoint where you know what you're talking about, but you can't, you know, you're not going to like give. Like, I can take back to my little troll cave. Yeah. Adjust. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, I I would never give
2: notes on, I I actually, I don't think I've ever given a note on a beer, that's been taken off the tank in the sense of, like, a, uh, what's the word? Like, a. as something to use, it's more just, like, I kind of look at things from, like, oh, I know where these are going to go. Because I think we've been doing this long enough now to be like, oh, I see that this is going to round into form really nicely because of where it is right now, um, and I think that's more interesting. And yeah, like I, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I do think that there's a value of like just kind of coming at it from the the other side of the bar perspective, almost, of just being like, oh, this is going to do something different that we're doing like i i it's it's annoying because it's like the salesy type of thing but it's like oh this this slots into maybe the portfolio in a certain way and that Mm -hmm. is like exciting and that's interesting versus like being like oh you know the hot profile on this one is exceptional it's like it, it, it it's like this just does taste good this tastes really nice and this is this is evolving in such a nice way like i don't i i don't think we've really like done And I think it'd be interesting to do like an actual, like every single week of a beer in the process. I'm sure Adam and Joey have been doing it, but like I've never sat down and been like, okay, here's week one. Or once we're into like fermentation, like, and then conditioning, like one, two, three, four, and like see that process. And I I think that I I don't know if I'd want to, I think that'd be kind of redundant for me. Cause it's like, I kind of just like, I take it when Adam wants to, Give it because to me that's how I'm saying, like, oh, okay, this is now ready. You know, he talks about his troll cave. He's like showing whatever he's been building back there. It's like, I built this thing. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Sometimes it's not fully ready yet, but it's like, oh, it's cool to see it like now. I see where you're going with it, and that's really cool.
0: Hmm, that's I,
2: do, I do check in on bears every week. Just for <laughs> I know I'm sure you do. I haven't I haven't like sat down and like done that process. Um my, like but I, I think it would be, it'd be interesting, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd get the same value out of it out of, as like getting it when Adam's delivering it, because I think that mm-hmm. step of like, you know, Adam saying like, okay, well it's, it's here now. So you should try it now. I think it's valuable. It's like, it'd be weird to go into like a kitchen with a chef and be like, I'm going to taste it now. They're like, well, no, there's no point in tasting it now. <laughs> like you don't have to taste the end, but like there's going to be a step. It, it's just like, yeah, you're building like, Cake and you're like fingering the batter. You're like, oh, it's delicious. It's like, well, I guess it's good for you to know that, but that's not where it's supposed to be at yet.
4: Hmm. So that's such a sick that'd...
2: metaphor. Thanks. That's... I was gonna ask. This is <laughs> a tangential. How how do you guys deal with the co the amount of CO two you consume during this podcast? Because I feel like I'm gonna have to mute and unmute so many times of just like I'm gonna burp <laughs>
0: I just—I don't know if you've noticed. I've probably done it like ten times. I just kind of—I do like the fist over the mouth, and I lean lean away from the microphone, um, because you two both have the. Yeah, but it's like it's going to happen, mid- or, bro. I feel it's a great question. No one's ever asked that before in close to four hundred-ish episodes. Um, I think it's completely fine. I feel like if everyone knows we're drinking a beer and lots of it, and everything we're drinking is carbonated, and uh, it's inevitable, and you know. I think it's okay. You yeah. Know, I, want you, I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to be you, and just let it rip. I'm just
1: excited yeah, to do. Yeah. I, 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 I basically like without without even noticing. Like <laughs> I, like every so often, I'll just kind of like my but like my cheeks will just billow out a bit, and it'll like and it'll just kind of quietly escape. But <laughs> like but but like like he says, you know, if like if if a burp happens to slip out, it's not a big deal.
0: <laughs> no, I do that thing as well. Well, I was mentioned. wondering if
1: you guys go. Uh, I was just going to say, I wonder if you
2: guys are like in that Sean Evans hot one territory. You're like, I don't even taste it anymore. You're just oh. like, powered through it after 400 episodes.
0: I don't think anyone can really get past the co2 do you know what it's funny you mention that because i always find when i see like brewers who are older than me and been doing it forever and we're drinking and then they go and burp i'm like oh yo i think it was because we had uh john romano from nickelbrook he must be in his 60s and he's been around forever and seeing him burp i'm like oh i don't know why i thought of that exact same thing when he was burping. i was like ah guess this never goes away no matter how much beer you drink and i had that ridiculous thought and i thought i was just being silly and and didn't remember it so that's hilarious i like to do the burp where it sort of like stays in your mouth and then it just comes through the nose and then like if you drink it in oh tea, yeah it's like, you know yeah what I mean? it's like the hop <laughs> a hop dragon type of thing you had smoke in yeah it. and now this is like a nice multi-dragon you it's guys so, should
3: for every season of the podcast like one beer that you send everyone who you interview and it's like your version of the bomb
0: in it's, all,
2: it's it's how many bars of co2 can you put into
0: it <laughs> <laughs> without Half a a, a Soda well, Stream or sorry, just, just have it. Here. Just keep adding it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's fucking amazing. That's actually a really fun idea. I guess it's probably going to be an answer to that. Like, how many, how much you can put in before the can explodes? Yeah. Uh, the old, or, uh,
3: or whatever. Just put it in the Soda Stream bottle and then you
0: go. Yeah, and just keep it cruising. I've always thought about doing that. If I had like a Big beer that I kind of like couldn't finish, and you put it, you know, plug it up and throw it in the fridge for next time. And I was oh. like, if it didn't, you know, hold I, too well. Wait, hey,
3: Dad actually. I haven't tried it yet. I want to try. it. My dad actually it. sent me this. I'll send you guys the link after. It's this growler. I guess you can take it to breweries to fill growlers, and it comes in different sizes. So there's like a three gallon one, a five, and there might have been a ten gallon one as well. Oh, yeah. But it's not, like it comes with its own CO2 cartridge, so you can get filled up at a brewery which obviously doesn't help if you open a can you got to go to the actual place or a tap where they're filling it up mm-hmm. but it has a tap on it that you can dispense and it keeps the pressure and displaces it with co2 so that you can open a growler and keep it for like up to two weeks or something like that It says. Wow. oh wow yeah that's not that not that any of us would need two weeks to finish that amount of beer but
0: <laughs> no but still it's it uh that's hilarious. A lot of people have said that they stopped doing growlers cuz they they're concerned about people mistreating the beers and stuff. Like, you know, you put it in the back of your fridge, you forget about it, then you try it and it's this big branded growler and you open it and you're like, oh, this is shit. Like, well, yeah, yeah, because you left it for 2 weeks dickhead. like yeah, fuck you thought it was. Yeah. Gonna happen. Um, yeah.
3: How about yeah. you guys? I'm curious. Like, you drink Pilsners. Like, what are some of the like the ones that come to mind for you? Like, what do you like in them like cuz that's what we're drinking now. So, I'm just yeah. curious. We're like, talking
0: it's, about
1: everyone their own style. Yeah, they are very Nate Go for it. Um the so some of the ones closest to me that I like that are standbys for me like Tooth and Nail is uh, like is a 5 yeah. minute drive down the, like down the road from me. So Vim and yeah. Vigor is a, like is of course uh, like is a is of course a mainstay uh, in, like in my fridge like Definitely a model of one of the best in the province, no question. Yeah. Um, another one that I like that I go to fairly frequently. Um, one of uh, mine and Craig's favorite breweries of all time is Saint Baron in, uh, like, over on the Gatineau side um they uh, they they make some absolutely fantastic loggers uh like their two tails pills is, like yes. one of their like one of their first beers which is still on their menu is uh, like is one of our faves and uh um and, like and they make a fantastic hellas and um one of the ones that they've actually named their flagship um day is their uh like is their check pills um and, like and they're all uh um they're, they're all fantastic. As far as uh, like, and as far as styles go, um, one of like, for me, personal faves, and I know like, and this is the case with, uh, like with Craig as well, we talk about this all the time with fall being our favorite st- uh, like our favorite time of year for, <laughs> uh, for, for beer, for beer styles, Mars and Fest beer. Let's go. Um, like, I feel like I can confidently speak for him are what, like are one of our absolute favorites. And, um, it seems like a lot more people have been making fest beer this year, and I'm so amped for it. And I like, and I got really, really excited when you guys uh, put the sticks and stones in mm. this, uh, uh, like, like in the lineup for tonight. So I'm really amped for those.
4: Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. Not Still you, can't you know. be when, when anyone says those names of the beers.
4: A lot so of the. Point-
3: have, I'm sure as we have a couple more beers, we'll start getting into how we come up with the names for them. Uh, yes. I don't think we- I don't think we've not had enough liquid for that yet, but <laughs> I remember very distinctly on, on our Oktoberfest because we only had we were only serving sticks and stones, and then we did our uh, our dunkelweizen and Path as well. So those are the only four beers we had on, and we uh, we had this idea where we were just like, wow, <laughs> we have a list of names for beers, and sticks and stones was on there, and it would be like these are two beers that we're releasing at the same time that are kind of connected, and we were just like. Wouldn't it be funny if we just posted a picture that was sticks and stones? Because it's just like a saying that at least I say all the time. It's like someone says something that doesn't bother you. It's like, ah, sticks and stones. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, whatever. And then the per- first person, like, it was the first customer that they came up and they're like, can I get a liter of sticks? And I looked at them and I was like, which one's that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember <laughs> which one we named.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
3: It Which
2: took like a, it extra. took a solid twenty minutes into Oktoberfest for us because we were working behind the bar. Like, Shit, the yeah. like, like I, you know, when you do like the the fingers up to figure out what like left is. Like, <laughs> <"S-> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. is that how you do? Oh, yo. yeah.
2: And then also the problem is like behind our bar on our lukers, we'll put little tape with something behind it. So mm-hmm. it was like. We were just like, okay, we'll put S on this one. Oh wait, and then S on wait ST on and then we're like, oh ST on that one. So it's just like <laughs> to a certain point. Just like, I don't know, we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then funny. and then oh, yeah. and then we were like, we'll put STI on one and then we were like, oh wait, okay, no, not that one. And then we were just <laughs> I think we and then we were just
3: like, oh yeah, the styles, that'll work too. Yeah, we just did MF search, a bunch of MFs the whole day. It's great. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Hey, hang on,
1: did, did, Craig. Did you just figure out now, at the age of forty-two, that, uh, that, that that like you hold up the hand to get the L for the left?
0: <laughs> yes, but do you know why? I have a scar on my right hand here that I got when I was like six, and that's how I check. I didn't know. i never. No one ever told us the L thing. I'm like, that is fucking genius. But I got this. on so am like, oh, I know what right is because I have a scar there. But no one ever. It wasn't like it just wasn't. Maybe it's not an Aussie thing. Maybe it's a North American thing. Maybe. Either way. <laughs> down there right okay. But everything is opposite you know yeah, yeah the, toilet, the water goes the opposite way <laughs> it's a strange place boys strange you
1: yeah, so, so gotta be like okay so which one makes the L
0: imagine Jesus Christ um <laughs> you okay, know I think we should crack another one because uh, my glass been empty yeah let's much. do it um whose turn do you want to one of you guys go maybe we can just, just switch Matthew uh what do you feel, Matthew? What do you no, feel? No,
2: like we were talking sticks and stones. So now I kind of want to go to the fest beer before we get into like the marathon, which is like you know a little bit more. But then it's higher. uh, ah, let's just go. Let's go with the uh, let's go with stones. Unless Adam, you think that's a terrible idea? No, it's your it's, it's your idea, and we just have to follow you blindly. <laughs> blindly. That's a really polite way of saying that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <I> Great. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: okay. wash my glass quickly. No worries. Right. So we're doing stones then. It was the. That's
1: was yeah. The that's answer.
0: what he said. Okay, that's the fest. Oh, the fest beer. Okay, Hells yeah. And the Mazen is oh, it's lower ABV. Ah, who cares, man? Let's just all, let's switch around today. This is fun. So we're doing we're doing stones, yeah. Yeah, stones. Beautiful.
2: Again, I looked at it because I was like, which one was this again? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think because from that story, and then I think in the end I got confused. Um very cool obviously uh, particularly all of this talk it kind of feels like it's the right move being that we we're just talking about it and Nate was just saying that it's our fave yeah it's mm-hmm. something that i feel like you're 100% right Nate like i feel like this year there were fest beers out the ass and i got every single one i could get my hands on and it's i've loved it so much and now i'm kind of just annoyed yeah. that these aren't year round i i think i would probably mm-hmm. close to exclusively drink these if they were year round
1: yep. yeah that's that, good and we also we also Stop went through a up. long stretch, um, uh, like over the last couple of months, of um, getting Fespiers on most of the podcasts that, like, that we were doing, which was a lovely pattern.
0: Oh, it mm. was glorious! Oh, look at that! Went a little. Oh, foam. look at the foam on that! That is just glorious. Um, I was wondering. Okay, so this is like a, a dumbass question, but oh. it's probably you guys are the best people to answer it. So we did this uh, little joke thing. Uh, before we left Montreal like last year, we were making these like sort of videos that were um, like how not to pour a beer part one through like five or six or whatever. And one of the ones was just like what I did I bought like a can of fucking Labat 50 or something. And because I could do it, pour the beer badly and then pour it back in, then redo it with something else just for the yep. f- sake of doing it. So mm-hmm. I did one where I, you know, you pour, t- take the beer and just basically pour it upside down. Um, because it creates some absurd amount of head. And, and people got so mad at it, but they were like on TikTok, i got nearly a hundred thousand views. And um, I wonder people have said, sorry, in the meantime, they've been like, oh, well, you know, that's how I pour my beer. If I want a big ass head kind of like this. And I've started doing it particularly like in like the dimpled mugs with the short cans, you can basically turn that thing upside down and it yeah. creates like the perfect head and it won't overflow because it's just enough space. So right. is there, from your perspective as, you know, this is what you guys uh, are focus on, is there like a this is how you pour it from a can or is it sort of not that straightforward? From a can? Um, from a can, yeah.
3: I, I don't know if it's like uh specific. Like I pour – okay, well, I guess if you guys have probably heard of like the slow pour, which is mm-hmm. actually like uh, – I guess it, you do it from the can as well. Um, I think it's the best when it can be done from the app, to be honest. Like the big thing with pouring that aggressively, at least for me, and part of this is being able to have, have the privilege of drinking from a, a like a, a mug pour from a lucre, um, is when you pour that aggressively, you introduce like a lot of oxygen, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so I think it's kind of like what you want to achieve is like obviously you want foam like we're Matt and I are pro foam heavily, heavily okay. foam, and uh, so you just want to pour I think like aggressively enough where you can generate some of that foam I would say off off, um, so like at the beginning of your pour and then pour more gently, which is kind of the concept of slow pouring okay. where you get as like gentle of a pour so you're not like losing as much carbonation or or introducing as much as o- as much as much oxygen later on in the pour, if that makes sense. So I pour yes. a bit aggressively off the top, get a bit of a head and then just pour a bit more gently, if that makes sense. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of the same concept as Luca, right? Like it's called the Lidinka pour, which is like mm-hmm. called the perfect pour. And that's where you pour foam first and then you submerge the nozzle underneath and <sighs> tap fully, the pour fully carbonated bright beer from underneath the foam. So you're not introduce- introducing oxygen. You're not losing carbonation and it's just kind of, you're drinking the beer as it was meant to be drunk. Um, okay. It's kind of hard to do with a can. Like you're like, there's no perfect way to do it. But I mean, usually I, I at least I, for us, like we, we package our, our lagers at the carbonation level that we would want you to hopefully enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while still wanting to have you have that foam there, right? So it's like, you want to try and minimize all that stuff. Like introducing oxygen, losing carbonation, but still have that like nice head that makes the beer look appetizing. That helps boost the aroma. That helps protect it from oxygen getting in as you drink it. All of the above. Gotcha.
0: That makes yeah. sense. No, totally. It could be, particularly if you're trying to like, it's like a, a the closest thing to mimicking that like luka Yes, Which is yeah. Far, I, I've heard of that one too. Where I was learning about a little bit with like the Maliko paws and stuff. Do you guys do that yeah. by the way? Yeah, yeah. do them yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Can you it's tell like, us? A, can you tell us about that? Like about the thinking behind that, and uh, like and kind of how that works. Uh, like as a, like as opposed to uh, traditional luke report, like you were just describing. So they you I can whatever you whatever. No,
2: I was going to say like there's uh, the there's obviously I'd let Adam talk about what, sort of like the tradition and the tradition and the reason behind it, but like in terms of why we put it on the menu funnily enough we were kind of like as we were testing out the lucas before we opened adam was like walking us through like the pours, is how or whatever and we did him mlico. he was explaining what it was and i think i was just like oh like that's great we should put that on the menu and it's like oh yeah let's, let's put it on the menu someone was like we should put it on the menu and um we sell a lot of them like we actually genuinely do it's kind of like the Mlico is the beer equivalent to like the sizzling fajitas where like when people hear it, they're like, Oh, I want fajitas. Like when people see a full head of foam, they're just like, at the very least they're like, what is that?
4: Right. Yeah. And then yeah.
2: they'll order it. And we do have it on the menu at the bottom. And I love like, it's my, my favorite questions. People ask like, do people actually order this? It's like, yeah, that's why we put it on the menu. Like, and I love that people want to order it like it's and then seeing their sort of skepticism turn into like oh this is actually like good which also goes back to like yeah we put it on the menu because it's good and like we will not put something bad on if it was bad but like in terms of the history i'll let um, kind of talk about that before yeah, like you guys want, you want
0: the be i'm i'm down i actually want one right now cause
3: yeah 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 <laughs> i want
0: to hear it i'm really curious <sighs> okay um, so
3: there, there are actually a bunch of different cores when you go to the Czech Republic, and it's, I feel kind of like a fraud saying it because I actually haven't been there, but I've, I've done a lot of research. And when we were buying the Lucre Tower, chatting with them, reading a lot online, watching like instructional videos from Pilsner Kell, all these places, how to pour from the Luker. And there's really three main ones. There's the Gladinka, which is the perfect core, which is the one I was just telling you about. There's a Schnitt, which is where it's kind of like a half core. So it's like a half, half liter. It's like a bunch of, if you're up to here, say it was like, oh, I'm trying like, it'd be like from foam from there to there, and then mm-hmm. that much at the bottom. And then there's the Mlico, which translates to milk in Czech. And the Mlico is kind of like, I guess you could, like, it's two scenarios. One, kind of like an end of night kind of beer, mm-hmm. or for a quick one. It's meant to be drunk really fast, or at the end of your night, kind of like a dessert.
4: Mm-hmm. So if you
3: think of a lucre, a really good way I heard it put for the lucre faucet was like, a normal, like North, what we would consider North American tap, you would think of it like a light switch on-off, right? A Luker is like a light switch with a dimmer on it. If you open that handle, the side pole, partially, there's it's a ball valve inside. And then in the nozzle, there's like a screen. So when the beer or the foam comes through the screen, it makes creates these nucleation points. So all the foam, which is like 90%, 85 90% beer, it's mostly beer, is like this very wet, dense, creamy foam. And it makes it all the bubbles uniform in size. It's just like a really unique texture. When you open up the handle partially, it creates foam through the partial opening of the ball valve, and you just pour foam. If you open it all the way, it pours fully carbonated, bright beer as intended, blah blah blah, the whole thing I said before. <laughs> so the foam, like I was saying, like if you poured out a half liter of the mliko, like the foam, it settles out to probably like two hundred and fifty milliliters of beer. Like it is a lot of beer. Right. It's meant- and quick, when all that beer is kind of within the bubbles and it's like there it's almost like a like a meringue like a almost like a whipped egg white if you have like an amaretto whiskey sour or something like that it's that texture it's also more sweet than like the foam you would get on a north american tap that's a bit more like rocky like a bit more bitter and like acrid
4: mm. it's
3: like when you guys come by the brewery hopefully one day soon we'll pour you one and you'll, you'll see it for yourself but it really is like a dessert like especially with more malt forward that's why it works really well with czech beers or like we do it a lot like the Hellas is nice, but with our Dortmunder or something like that, mm-hmm. it works really well because it's like a dessert. It's a really unique texture. Um, people try to chug it as well, which is, it's surprisingly hard because there is still air in there. So it's like, I've only even done it a few times and it's like very tough to get through, but it's like an experience. It's like a it's dessert so new, sweet. It's like, and people like Matt was saying, like they look at it, they're like, firstly, who are these idiots trying to give people a mug of foam? Do we know what a horror beer? And then you give them that spiel in some way or another. And they're like, okay, I'll try one. Or we give them one like after sometimes just to be like, Hey, like give it a try. And you see that kind of like light switch go in their head. And they're like, Oh, they're not totally, they're just a little bit full of shit. They're not totally full of shit. Like we, you know, <laughs> we kind to get that, like the, the, when we opened the
2: brewery, um, we had it on the menu mm-hmm. and we did a soft opening for like our friends and family. And, uh, my best friend in the world, my the best man in my wedding came in, and he saw that. And if you met him, you know he just like he, he's like a magnet, like a moth to a flame to that kind of stuff. He's just like, oh, I'm getting that. <laughs> and he almost to this day has never drank a normal beer at our bar. Like he'll come in and only get Maliko's. That's so dope. Yeah, and and part of it, I I guarantee, is is a bit, but he genuinely enjoys it. Like, he's like, this is a very cool way to drink beer. And I think that's the coolest part of it. Yeah. And when people, like, there's the light switch moment of like, oh, these guys know, maybe know what they t- they're talking about. Um, it's also like, seeing people realize like, oh, you can drink, there's different ways to drink beer is kind of a, like a bananas moment for some people. Like, you're just like, oh, this thing I've been doing my whole life, there's another way to do this. Like it's not just the way that I've thought about it my entire life. And like that's a really cool moment as well. Mm, to see people
3: yeah. be like, oh, you can just drink beer a different way. Like that's that's pretty awesome.
4: Yeah. By
3: the way, the funniest part about that story that Matt forgot to mention about our friend is that not only does he only drink beers that are Mlikos, but he makes us call him the milkman.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah. So. laughs> oh my god
0: that is the fucking best oh,
1: <laughs> yo, that's hilarious.
0: yo should we call that the ep- <laughs> is that the episode name boys? Yeah, <laughs> oh, so,
1: I, I the milkman to milk
0: <laughs> Nate can you write that down so do I don't want to ent- <laughs> yeah yeah I'm
1: on it I'm on it <laughs> oh my god oh,
0: fucking hell oh god yes. maybe <laughs>
1: It's great. It's
0: great. He makes you call him the milkman, though. He yeah. said, "Go, boy, say it. Say my name." Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. say my name. Yeah.
2: By the way, he also makes everyone at the bar call him the milkman. It's not just us, and it's very weird to watch our GM Alan He'd be like in, indulge in that.
0: Hey, the milkman to you guys.
2: I yeah. don't <laughs> I think I think like six months in, um, Allen. Who we reference a lot? Alan is
0: Big ups, one of Alan. our
2: favorite people in the entire world. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna cry. I think like looked at us and was just like, "Wait, what's his name?"
3: I was <laughs> like, like, "Oh yeah."
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. And so no one even knows his name. He's just the milkman.
3: Well, we do. Yeah. I we do. Respect. But We're
2: there's the like a team decent team. amount of people at the who, who work for us who are like, "I don't know who that guy is," but he comes in a lot
0: oh my god still, <laughs> still, my stomach's still hurting from that, that's fucking amazing No, um, oh, that's fantastic I, I love that so much and Maliko's, I've had them a couple times and I think they're this is the funnest thing ever I do recall mm-hmm. them being harder than I imagined to, to chug um, yeah. and they do create like what you sort of don't realize like how much beer it does actually create because sometimes I look at the price of them and like it's less than a full pint or whatever but it's like oh this is kind of pricey for a bunch of foam but then when you just put it like that when it's like 250 mil of beer in the end. Um, it's uh, it makes complete sense. But it's you know.
2: also not just that it's 250 mil of beer. It's I, I think that it is, it's a different experience. Mm. So if you just look at the price of a Maliko and this is for anybody going to any brewery that's serving these, don't think of it as like beer to dollar ratio. Think of it as like an experience because a Maliko is a different thing. Like in my opinion it's a fully different thing. It is a different way to experience a product um so it just be like oh well i'm only getting it's like I, I personally for me this is not everybody i don't care if it's one milliliter of beer it's a different thing like the, i'm paying for a thing i'm paying for an experience i'm paying for an a, a, i guess a liquid item that i'm going to enjoy and i'm going to enjoy it so i don't really like the concept of being like oh there's a lot of beer in it like to me it doesn't really matter because it's like
0: it's its own thing. yeah yeah that makes sense that makes complete sense it's, i agree um, with that and because it's so new though i think that's what you guys were both saying it's the experience and it's also unfamiliar when i was introduced mm-hmm. it was in um, silo uh, a brewery in montreal and yeah. um they actually did a thing where they had like a maliko festival and they just do it on oh. like you know once a where they just have all of their beers like and they have food you know german food and all that stuff you know to kind of like wait you
3: know, so were, were all the beers just served in maliko format
0: I think it was not all of them served that way, but they were highly encouraged and sort of it was the look on, I don't know if I want to say this. I, he was just like, you just, he goes, we do Malikos all the time, but you have a Maliko festival and people just come out and it's just like marketing, but straight what? up.
3: Like, they're still that wrong. You <laughs> yeah. Like you know,
0: it's, they're coming because they like it, right? Yo, and yeah. And I happened to go and I think it was the day I went on my birthday, like last year. And because uh, I hadn't been out um, out that way, because it was a little further away, and I didn't have a car in Montreal, so it was harder to get places. And when I it was, I was super impressed. He sat down while I had him on the pod a few times. Uh, I think I was telling you about him the other day, Adam. Uh, JP, he's a great dude, and he was oh, yeah. like explaining it all to me. That's what I think he told me about all those different paws and like the one where you have like the uh, like appeals a or whatever bottom and then you have the foam from like a dark beer like tamavi or something like that mm-hmm. oh, the or res- resume or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah yeah, yeah. that stuff and then yeah. the milk lico and he was like gave, gave us one to try. I was like oh this is this is my shit so whatever um you know whatever basically if i'm able to go somewhere that has a Luca, that would be my priority <laughs> if uh visiting somewhere i think it's the coolest uh the coolest thing in the world i know when you guys were saying you have a Luca tower um mm. It's it's just money. It's just the best because of that. And I think coming back, Matt, to what you were saying about the experience, though, if you're going to go to a brewery in these days, you know, in this economy, as you know, we've been saying a lot here, like the, it's harder for people to justify going out. People are kind of struggling in a lot of different ways. So if you are going to go out, it, it would be optimal to have an experience when you do go out. And you know, something like having a beer in a served in a way that you haven't had before is memorable. And, and it sort of makes it like, oh, if you, you leave that experience feeling like, oh, not only was the BFI, but that was just money well spent because I had a good time. And now mm-hmm. everyone calls me the milkman. It's just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's so good. I just can't. It's I can't get it. You know that? <laughs> he's, he's just everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine no, if you got. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> say what you're gonna
4: no. say. Uh,
0: imagine just rocking up to different. You're going out. You guys going on the town with him, and everywhere you go, it was like, "Hey, milkman!"
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. oh, like geez. is this fucking great?
0: <laughs> I thought you were
3: gonna say just on each tap on the Lucre Tower, we just have different, you know, one percent skin, 2%
1: <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> oat milk,
0: <laughs> soy, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Oh man. <laughs> so, 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 fellas, we're, we're, we're like a good way through the... Uh, the through we didn't the talk about the beer. And we, barely, and we barely even talked about it. So, do you want to tell Let's us about this fest beer? Yeah, please. Uh, yeah,
3: so this is the fest beer. Um, we brewed this. I was telling you a bit, which we'll get into a bit more in detail, I guess, when we drink it. The Sticks. The Stones was more of like the classic fest beer. Um, I guess it would be served, like, again, I haven't been yet Hopefully, one day to uh, Oktoberfest in Munich. But this is more what you would get served there, right? So it's essentially what it is, like to me, is an amped up Hellas, right? Like it's Hellas is say, you know, that 4.7 to 4.9, like high fours percentage usually. And this is a bit higher. I, I Ours we brew to have a bit more bitterness as well, mm-hmm. just because I find with a, the right amount of bitterness, it can actually lend to a bit more drinkability in terms of. Like the perception of dryness a bit, um, and yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we did ours like we brewed ours pretty traditionally, like we did a decoction mash on this one, uh, just a single, not a double, um, and uh, and yeah, just like a long, like we essentially approached approached it as we would our Hellas, a bit more oomph to it, um, and then let it sit for a while, and uh, that's kind of it, yeah. Um, the
0: milkman, you guys are thinking about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> When he came When he came to Oktoberfest You have to believe That he went straight For a liter of Malika. milk. Yeah
0: Oh A liter of milk Oh my god yeah. I'm so sorry Adam For, for I just can't something. I don't know why It's just it's a. will bring it up Whenever you <laughs> Do you ever have any lulls in this podcast Just get the milkman milk.
4: milk.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish That was my nickname now
4: Fuck <laughs> Like
1: damn he beat you to it Yeah I wonder if it's Like all Like all all of these years on Team Lactose, and never even thought of that. never it. even came up. What about the oat milk, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The yeah. milk alternative. Nut milk. Nut milk, man. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll workshop it. I mean, we'll hope this episode will find you a dairy-related thing. <laughs> Please. That would, be, uh, that, that would mean the world. It truly would. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry for interrupting. I was listening and just kept thinking in my head, just milk, man. My, my, I could feel my face moving towards a no. laugh, and I couldn't hold it back.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I, Nathan, you were talking about, um, or both of you were talking about like, the amount of breweries that were putting out, like Fest beers and, and yes. this year, which we noticed as well, like when we we were, we were a little late to open our brewery last year, and we were super bummed not to be able to participate in Oktoberfest. I mean, we guess, I guess we could have, but uh, Adam was right to point out being like, doing it improperly I think is the, was the wrong way to do it, and, and he was yeah. 100% right. And so, for this year to be able to do it like this, our entire year was planned around this, like the brewing schedule was planned around this. And um, it was cool. We knew we were doing the merits and we wanted to the traditional one. And then I just remember Adam kind of coming in and being like, I'm throwing in another fest beer as well. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So, we're putting 25% of our tanks towards one day. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it was so cool to have them side by side and to be able to show people like the different styles of fest beer. And to to have both of them, I think, was really unique. And to to have all these other breweries in the province kind of be releasing styles like this at the same time was also like really cool. And I think a little bit like fortuitous and serendipitous, but like um, it was a it was a cool experience to have the two different styles of beer at the same time to kind of like show where Oktoberfest came from and where it is right now, and then uh, it was also fun to like just have them alone on the Lucas for Oktoberfest which is still like to this day, like probably the most fun day we've had probably doing this job was to get to do that. And these are these are two very cool beers, and I think they mean a lot to us.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it was, um, you know, like Matt was saying, we 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 did put out a fest beer last year that was more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the, the Merton when we when we drink this one. The The one we put out last year, we called it like a belated fest beer. Because, um, again, we opened too late for it to be ready for October fest. And then by the time we put it out, I did a double batch for us, which is a lot of beer for us. Again, other breweries, not so much, but for us it was. And it was very traditional and whatever. And it just, like, it sold eventually, but it just, like, didn't. It made me realize that, one, never doing a double of one of these beers ever unless like things get to a certain point but two like it, it's it's a very in the moment beer like people craig i was telling you like october fest was very rewarding for a lot of things it was our third event that we have like matt and i put a lot of thought into our events and a lot of like lead up like whether it's like hype like just like trying to get Excited because we're excited because we put a lot of work into it. And we want them to have as much fun on the day as much as you know we had putting into it. Like we want it to be for them what it is like in our minds. I guess is what I'm saying. And we had like the first one we did was we did like a Pilsner event in May. We had our anniversary uh, party in August, and then like Matt was saying, essentially for eight months we were planning this day, Oktoberfest. We're going to do it. The beers we were making it was just naturally the. Event that we were asked about most, like, are you doing Octoberfest? You doing Octoberfest? We were like, nah, we're not going to do it. And then I was like, okay, we were like, we're going to do it, and we're going to plan for it, and do it properly. And the first one we did didn't really sell. It sold, but it's like, <laughs> I think we like we put it out in November, and it finally mm-hmm. sold. Bit in like, I think it was March or April. Yeah, like it was long like that. Time. And sure, we had just opened and whatever. And so we had these beers that we did for Oktoberfest. And like, we were like, okay, our anniversary was our best day business wise, like vibe wise, everything wise that we've ever had. And we were like, if Oktoberfest can even like equal this or be in the same realm, great. All in, like, essentially, like, we didn't quite, but we almost doubled what that was. And we sold, and we sold through like, I think if we include the Hef and the dunkelweizen, like close to like eighteen to twenty kegs of beer in a single day, which for That's us, wild. which for us is like kind of crazy, mm-hmm. like it was that, wild. I, I
2: think it was it was also outside of like sort of like the, I guess like financial or whatever success. Like I think it was a cool culmination of. I think something that's kind of like de facto become our mission is a strong word, but something that we, we've kind of tapped into, which is sort of, um, I like educating, I don't know what the right word for it is, but like, it's something we've fallen back on that. Like Adam and I, or this is like, we always kind of say like, we don't want to be pretentious about beer. We don't want to put people off and like, you know, make it feel like this closed environment that you can't get into, or if you you can't get into unless you like know about it, but like something that we found or like while we were doing this was like, the more you tell people about what you're doing and why you do it a certain way and what makes something in our opinions good or what makes it like better, like any of these things, like the more people resonated with it. So Oktoberfest was, I think this like culmination of all of that, of like a year of kind of, starting to maybe don't want to use the word educate, but like maybe show people why we do things a certain way, like why we care about water, why we pour the beer a certain way, like why we use the ingredients that we do. And then for that many people to come out to kind of like experience what we had mostly Adam and Joey, like put so much time into like five months before was just like really cool experience to be like, wow. I think that there's like i think there's a growing market for people drinking these styles of beer like like you guys said like fest beers and meritsons like are, are what you're into right now like that's fucking cool like mm. that, that like this hyper specific brewing style is like what you're super into like the is my favorite beer we've ever made and like it's also, like, it's funnily enough, my my dad's favorite beer we've ever made, which, like, if you ever meet my dad, it's the funniest thing in the world,
3: but, like, that's yeah, his favorite funny, beer. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, like, that's, <laughs> so he, like, he, and then he, like, he tried sticks, and he was just like, oh, man, this is, this is amazing. And, like, that, that for me, like, all that in that day, I was like, oh, there's something here. Like, there's something here, and I think there's something for, like, people to kind of, like, latch on to here. Mm. And, you know, talking about the Malikos and the Lucers and all this stuff, I was like, oh, like, people are ready for this, I think, to, like, start experiencing beer in, the, in this kind of way. And doing it in a way that isn't pretentious, because, like, Adam and I are super anti that. Like, not being, like, over the top about it, but just being like, hey, you know, we do this
3: this way because we like it kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Or, like. We need to get too like, I know we're only two beers in, so I don't want to get too emotional. Right
0: Just wait a minute. Like, don't worry,
4: we will. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what we saying? We're
0: gonna be crying eventually. Trust me.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna off here. But it's like you <laughs> know, when you start a business and like you are pretty set on what you're doing and whatever, and like there's, there's ups and downs, right? Like some days, mm-hmm. like you know, like I'll be honest, like some days the bathroom is like borderline empty. And you're like, okay, like what's going on here? Like we really, again, like I said, like we're never like satisfied with it. we always want to get better, but it's like, I don't think we're, what we're doing is bad. I think we're offering people like a good environment. I think we're offering people like a good experience when they come in from like a service perspective. Everyone's nice. Everyone's knowledgeable. We're like welcoming and, but also passionate and about telling people why we do what we do. Mm. Right. And so sometimes you're just like, well, what are we doing wrong? right? And it's, like, maybe it's the natural progression of something or whatever. But then when you have a day like that, right, you're kind of just, like, okay. Like, it's a good, like, just kind of, like, self, kind of, like, I don't know if affirmation's the right word, like a self, like a, like a confidence boost. Where you're, like, yeah, okay, like, I guess people wouldn't come out to this and be excited about this and stay, like, we were open for 13 hours that day and we were packed the whole time. And it's, like, people wouldn't be doing this if there was something overtly wrong. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a reinvigoration of like, okay, we just got to keep our heads down and like keep going and like, eventually we'll, we'll get there. Right. Like, just like try and keep doing what we're doing and convey our passion in a way that we think, like I was telling you Craig, like in a way that like, doesn't alienate people or make them feel silly or like unwelcome or dumb for not knowing something,
4: Mm -hmm. tell them why
3: we do what we do and make them feel welcome. And if they don't want to know about it, like our default when we come in and that's something Matt and I can preach to and Alan who's been with us in day one, like embodies, is like the, the default when you come in is not like bombarding you with like knowledge or like being like pretentious or like you don't know something or maybe are, aren't looking for a lager. Or you come in looking for a stout or an IPA, which is something that other breweries do great, but we don't really focus on. It's not like being like, well, why are you here? It's like, hey, listen. This is what we do. This is why we do it. This is why we're passionate about it. This is why we do it the way we do. We'd love for you to stay and have a beer. We'd love to try and like convert you, not convert you, but show you why you can also sit here and enjoy yourself as well. If not, that's great. Blood Brothers is right over there. They make great all of these styles. Burdock is right down the road. Like they make great all these styles. These are just the ones immediately in our area, Right. Like there's so many other options and like what I was telling like, like Craig get it in, but Matt C and like a lot of these people who are at the start came in asking those things or like wanting other styles or weren't necessarily into what we were offering have become our regulars. Right? Like they've gotten, like, converted over to the, the light side, right? The, <laughs> the crispy side is, as Craig the crispy is, side. Is,
4: yeah.
0: Right? yeah. <laughs> That's a good episode it's- name, but doesn't beat the milkman. <laughs>
3: no, <really. laughs> We're the milkman. That's what it is.
0: I don't want to detract to what you're saying, but I think that's awesome that you're able to do that. And I feel like it's almost like it the way that you guys the approach that you guys have to be a being that it's like very traditional German Czech kind of stuff with the with the lucas and with the, the styles that you're brewing. It's in this sort of interesting zone where it's like completely what Nate and I would probably consider gateway as far as like if you're a, uh, if you drink any sort of lager, whether it's macro or Euro lagers or anything like that, then this is completely, there's going to be something for you that's just going to be much tastier and superior to any of the stuff that uh, you're used to. Alternatively, there's the beer nerd side with the different pores and uh, you know, the, the Malicos and like, the German food that matches it up, that like, like pairs perfectly, and just all the the interesting stuff about the hops that you're using, and the the double decoction, and the step mash, and all this like cool shit. So it's like it's like writing this really interesting line to appeal to beer yeah. nerds, plus the general population who are just beer drinkers who are who are probably you know open to explore. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's really dope because there's like you know there's not many breweries that specialize in this type of stuff across say Ontario and Quebec, which is primarily what we sort of cover. And even the ones in the States is still, I can think of maybe a handful anyway that that really do that. So it's like, it's dope. And like you said, you've got, if you're cool, you need an IPA, beautiful, no worries. You've got some options, but you know, check this stuff out right here. And then they're like, well, I'm here and you, you know, you can teach them something. They can sit there and be like, oh, you seen this weird looking, you know, side pool tap? All right, let me tell you about that. Like. Because yeah. it's interesting. I've heard this stuff a bunch, but hearing you guys talk about it in detail tonight is just as interesting to me now. After I, I, it's so like different to everything that you normally sort of hear with beer that I just find it so. I want to hear it more and more to really drill it in to learn about it and understand it. It's been a challenge. I don't know about you, Nate, but for me being coming from sort of whatever haze and all the fun, you know, milkshakes and all the ridiculous stuff, and really, really having a strong interest in this stuff. Like, that is the most fascinating thing to me, but it's so different. I feel like I need to hear it a bunch of times from different people to really sort of internalize it and and truly understand it and then grow the appreciation that's already there and and, and stuff. So it's sick that you guys are doing that and are able to offer that. And I love hearing that the Oktoberfest slated. I feel like there's, yeah. there's definitely some sort of something in the air about that this year, which is. I wonder is is that and this is probably a question to all three of you guys, is this like maybe a signifier? The fact that we saw so many fest beers and barsans from different breweries across, say just speaking in Ontario, than normal. I do not recall having this many beers of the style ever in any any particular time. Even I don't think I told you this, Adam, but recently we went to um uh, did a, a day trip to Buffalo and Rochester and Shake Shack, Trader Joe's type shit. And I wanted to, I didn't. I never do a day trip. I always do a week. Did I tell you this, Adam? Do we talk about this? You told me you went to Trader Joe's. Okay, okay we're talking about TJ's. Okay, so like every... <laughs> every which is the greatest place on earth but every place was selling stuff in four packs no i did tell you this about the four pack issue and i didn't know how much i could bring back because i always stay a weekend and i know how much you you know it's a lot more lenient when you stay 48 hours and i I found it really difficult to get uh singles and um the trader joe's was the only place that had singles and they had like 10 different Oktoberfest beers or fest beers from different breweries and i grabbed basically one of everything and I was more excited about that than anything else I could have brought back um, from the state. So I just feel like even there, there was definitely something along those lines. So it was like, I don't know it was it was cool. Uh, I know we need to crack the next beer. So should we crack the next beer? Then maybe answer that question. I yes. w- yeah,
2: I, w- I want to hear what you guys think about that. And now I just really want a meritson to be turned. Yeah,
3: on. I know. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> but it was I think it's Yeah, yeah. This is my choice now. Oh no, okay. it's yeah. C's choice. no, it's no, it's C's choice.
0: Well, my choice is oh. your choice, which is going to be sticks. No, i right?
3: no, 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 no. no, it's your choice.
0: No, I want to do sticks. We've been talking about the maz, and there's no way we're not doing
4: it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna.
0: You gonna, know. You're gonna uh, text your team uh, there, Matt? Matt has yeah. a team. Uh, my
2: the the truest form of the better half that has
0: ever existed. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, yeah, all this talk about has got me uh, got me super psyched oh, yeah. about
1: it. But um. And yeah, so, and we got to mention this too. Like, how gorgeous are these labels? My Oh, goodness. they are stunning.
0: And, and I love and that especially like,
1: like yeah, put especially these two together.
0: Yeah, I love that the uh, regal red, black, gold. Do you know what I love as well? Just to, I noticed the the seams of the can are kind of like an L. Yeah, fan. like that level. Yeah, look at that. That's going to be a bitch to label them. Oh, they're both are there. Yeah, cause, <laughs> yeah, because
1: you have to have to have to get them straight yes like if they were like if they were even off by by <laughs> like, like a talking millimeter talking? like like, the that would, uh, like that would drive me nuts
0: we're just saying i noticed it on the first beat i just didn't say anything yet and we just see we're putting these two side by side the fact you got these like l-shaped connectors with i've never in all of the travels anywhere i've ever been i've never seen that before um and then we're talking about this, the gorgeous labels with the red, black, and gold and how they look so sick together. And then just that the way that it's put together is so dope. And so well unique. the reason
2: you might not see them is because when you try to feed them through a uh, labeling, through a canning line, they tend to get destroyed, which is something we learned when we We made them and we love them. But they All are stuff. tedious. They are tedious to deal with, I'll say the least, and Adam is the one who's function like always their packaging I think can speak to how much how much we love them is a testament to how tricky they are to
0: actually get on the can sometimes I guess if it's tougher it makes it more valuable they this look so sick um do we want to talk about this beer first or do we want to talk about why there are so many of these beers uh whatever you guys you know what I'd like let, let's talk about the beer because I feel like the last one we we Keep going on tangents, which I love. Like, I don't want to start the tangents. That's what makes this conversation fun. um Like, what would be, I guess, first tell us about the Marzen. And I would love to know, just uh, for both myself and for folks who aren't as familiar, like, what is the main difference between a Fest beer, which you said was like a ramped up Hellas, and a Marzen yeah. or a Mer- how do you say it in the German way? Mer- Merzen. 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 Yeah, I think so. Okay. I did hear, uh, I was at the Canada Beer Cup, and when they announced it, they did say it. Like that, and I was like, all right, you pompous prick, fucking saying it in that way. But no, it was, uh, I just, I hadn't actually heard that before, and I thought it was like, oh, that's what the little little dots on top of the A mean. <laughs> I'm, I am just never learned German, so I have no idea about the pronunciation of uh, German words. Yeah.
3: I, the only thing I knew how to say, I, I, the only German I knew was uh, I could count as high as the amount of beers I ever ordered at once. So for me, it was really- good. <laughs> So I'm Ein,
0: eins wide dry and then after that it's not that's it I when we went to Germany like 20 years ago my brother learned it in school like I longer story but I didn't I didn't learn it in school we went to the same school but I came halfway through so I didn't learn German so he knew it and the funniest number is five which is like foof so we used to always go like like it's just like when you say it like that oh Nate, you got a head on that right there uh, Nate, Oh yeah oh look good. at you the poor god bro are you the milkman? <laughs> it feels like you might be, bro. Nathan
3: I guess so. fuck, I we're, want to be the milkman for this chat right now. And send it to our buddy and be
2: like there's a new milkman in town. I already, <laughs> I, already, I already I already I already texted him saying we're talking about you on a podcast right now and he is not responding.
0: Mm. Tell him which, which, <laughs> When he does, tell him there's a new milkman. Tell him there's new milkmen in town, multiple milkmen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and they deal in heavy cream. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god, oh fucking Jesus Christ!
1: Oh, oh my man. god, we're gonna kill Craig in this. Holy <laughs> <week>. oh, <laughs> shit, Craig's gonna die! Oh my god, even my god,
0: dude, you gotta chill. This is too much to me. <laughs> I haven't laughed like this in a while. I feel like my like, oh my god, I'm dying. <gasps> <laughs> they do. <That'd> be great. <laughs> I'm very partial to semen jokes, so like yeah. <laughs> that, that that's hitting me right right here, right in the heartstrings. <laughs> oh <my God. gasps> Give oh me a my second, God. you guys keep talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but mate, i I as you know, you self proclaimed lover of the style, I, I, I I'm genuinely interested in why you think For any reason, particularly this year, that this style or the celebration of Oktoberfest,
1: there (laughs) isn't the celebration of Oktoberfest. I
3: love love how genuine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my god, he's dying! He's dying! He's dying! He's he's absolutely lost it. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) like the glasses even fell off. The glasses (laughs) even (laughs) fell off. Holy shit! Yeah, um. It'd be great chatting with you. you. That's Good stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe we have four more beers after this. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, this is like you yeah, yeah. beers different. in. Yeah, I'm not drunk. Keep it moving. I'm not high. Uh, we gotta keep insane. it moving. Had, like, I'm sorry. Guys. Why, keep talking. Keep talking. Why, why do you think that? Because that is something that we kind of noticed in in a like we knew from the start. We're doing Oktoberfest. We know we're doing yeah. this. This is going to be a super important thing to us. And then all these other breweries started doing it and not to be like, Oh, look at us or whatever. But like, we actually, you know, we've become friendly with a lot of other breweries and, you know, we kind of like, well, I like, don't yeah, want-
3: It's our- a boss that they started.
2: No, 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 no. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I wonder why, because they were like, yeah, we've been talking about this and then we finally decided to do it. Or like our staff been saying like, we should do this or whatever. Like we were just chatting with them. It's not like a, Hey, why are you doing this as well? Obviously, but I I think it's interesting that you that you guys have mentioned like oh it seems like this year for whatever reason this was really popular. So I, I'm I'm interested because it did like for ourselves be like oh yeah this is it feels like there's more of these celebrations this year than ever.
4: Mm-hmm. At least like,
3: like when I think again not to like name I'm naming them in a positive way like when I think Oktoberfest like breweries that have done it that I've been to like Godspeed. Dude, mm-hmm. the the nail yep. i've never been to theirs but they do it all the time like mm-hmm. i know letfield does theirs pretty often yeah. yep but other ones that like i don't remember did blood maybe blood brothers did one
1: before i i, don't know. I think they i i think uh, yeah I, th- I think they've done what they like what they've called blood a few like a few times mm-hmm. uh before um Dominion City did one this year which I can't recall if they've done one in the past they they released a fest beer this year which I don't think they've released before um, mm-hmm. to come back to your question Matt I I don't really have a theory as to what has brought so much enthusiasm for it out this year mm. compared to previous mm. years um, yeah I I, I, like, I like I honestly don't I, I, like don't have a theory I'm one like I've We've been wondering that like question like just as much. Um, I don't know if it's just a, like if it's just a matter of breweries that have been in the scene for a while and have never dabbled in it before have kind of just had a blast at other breweries that have done it like that have done it in the past and kind of like and have it's kind of inspired them to get more into it themselves or even breweries that have just. Done like good, uh, like that. That have been known in the like in the scene for doing uh, like for doing good loggers and had enthusiasm for doing loggers. And this is just one that they haven't dabbled in because they've definitely mm-hmm. seen that before. Like like, there's definitely a handful of breweries in the province that make great loggers, but don't always put out a fest beer or a like or a Martin. And maybe that's. Maybe they—it's just a coincidence that they've decided that this is the year they wanted to get into it. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a—I I don't have a theory. I feel like we're
3: a precipice, like in the industry of this, like, oh, this is the year that loggers are going to be. Craig, we were talking about this on our on our coffee date as well. But it's like, and, and but maybe that's like—is this something that's a sign of that? And maybe more coming to realization. Uh, uh, maybe that's it. I don't know. Or, or there's the potential that, like, in years past, like, I mean, like, let's be honest, like, as a brewery, you're hopefully passionate about what you do, but you're also a business that wants to keep doing business, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we told you how ours went, and I would assume for other breweries, it's probably similar. Mm-hmm. Right? This
4: mm-hmm. is
3: like, that people are looking for an excuse to go out. They're, like, people love events that we've realized. People love events. Right.
4: Especially... <clears throat>
3: put it forward yeah. in right way and like amp it up and like get them excited in the right way. And Oktoberfest, like the summer's coming to a close or whatever. Maybe that's the reason like more breweries were like, this is something we should do to take advantage of from a business perspective as well
0: as yeah, you know, mm. right. It could, it could be all of those things. Right. I think it has to be. And I wonder if there's like a, like, yeah, like the year of the like lager actually is really sort of picking up. I feel like I'm seeing more and more across the board uh, from, from different breweries. And it's, the fest, it's, it's very interesting because it sort of went from like, it feels like it went from zero to a hundred type of thing. Yeah. When just all of a sudden everyone is doing it or it was a slow build. And then and then you look around, maybe you didn't notice it. And then when you look around you're like, Jesus, everyone's doing this. And then everyone's having Oktoberfest parties. I mean, like. It, may, it could even be one thing we're always sort of, you know, you notice with trends is like a pendulum, you know, when, you know, it was the bitter uh, IBU race of like 2015, 2014, and, and before. Then when haze kicked in, it was always like, you know, it's all bright tropical hops, you know, murky beers and all that type of thing. And then it kind of like, it might just be swinging back the other way. And this is potentially what it looks like. It's specifically, it, it's interesting to me that it seems to be manifesting in primarily fespism and mars and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. i mean yeah <clears throat> and the food is great Me. when you think about oktoberfest with all the food sorry nate the the german food no, like, no. pairs perfectly with it and like who doesn't want like bratwurst the pretzels and all these like you know big hearty wow. kind of you know in that cold weather fall is like nate said earlier it's our favorite it's my favorite time of year like the drip like the clothes is probably the best um the food and the beer is the best obviously pumpkin spice lattes with heavy cream are the best yeah. um the you know but i'm gonna be laughing at that all night i'm really trying to be serious i'm really doing my best um yeah. and it's like it seems like maybe that you know people seem to really like love fall you know like it's, it's and people are embracing it and one way that they embrace it in the beer world is by doing something like this because it feels like a special occasion it feels mm. like you've been celebrating all summer then you're like ah oh, this halloween but then like what is there for Can- for Canadians at least? Because Americans got their Thanksgiving in a few weeks, like you know, mm-hmm. before Christmas, it's a little bit quiet. So Oktoberfest might be a little bit of an excuse to kind of celebrate fall and wear different clothes finally, and and you know, eat some heartier food that you probably avoided all summer. Type I of think,
2: thing. Not, yeah, like not not <clears throat> to be like cynical about it, but I think Adam does bring up a good point about like, look like if, if you if you own if you own or operate a brewery. Octoberfest is free money. Like, it you really is. Yeah. The, the only thing which uh, this is actually going to get into my second point which I think is interesting because it's like it truly is free money. Like you could but you could do it no matter what. You could be like we are just celebrating Oktoberfest and it's kind of like the bastardized version of like celebrating St. Patty's Day or whatever. You could just be like mm. just come drink beer it's Oktoberfest. But what I think was interesting was like not only were people doing it but they're making a fear. like they're taking the time to do it in a way that is as true to what it is as they're supposed to be um mm-hmm. uh, did did everyone throw their merits in for 4 or 5 months i don't know and i honestly don't care but i think just the choice to release that style was really really interesting um this year and I do think it's like a combination of all those things that it's you know it's the lager renaissance it's the uh just the sort of seeing the fact that like oh it's Oktoberfest and we're a brewery like that's kind of like kind of you know should try to figure it out but I, I just I just found it interesting then when that when that this many breweries kind of like were doing it and celebrating it, which I just thought was great because I absolutely love the style and I love this beer, and I feel like this is this is the beer that's closest to like a child for me because I love it so much. So I want to know what you guys actually think about this one. Oh, this is um,
0: spectacular!
2: Yeah, yeah, because this one's wicked. I remember this one like the first time going back to that first conversation we were having where, you know, Adam bringing me something off tank. He brought me this at one point, and I was just like, this was sort of like an eyes popping out of the head, being like, "Holy shit, this is yeah. like." I've never really had something like this before. It has like blown me away in a way that I was like, oh, this is any day of the week. You, I could open this or pour oh, this. Like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in. This no is No question.
1: Good. Yeah. It really is. Fa- it really is fantastic. And uh, just to like look at contrast, mm-hmm. even uh, like even just color wise, if we look at the, um, like, if we look at the fest beer, mm-hmm. com- uh, like compared to the Martin, the Martin is definitely a little more amber in color. not a lot but uh Mm -hmm. like but like if you look at them side by side like you can definitely see um a bit of the contrast there it's got um like a slightly more robust malt bill Mm -hmm. um like from what i can tell um like it's not like it's not super sweet by any means but it's Mm -hmm. got um but like but it definitely has a little more of a like of a caramel vibe to it and uh like like, like, like this is money for me right here because this is one of those ones that like this is a fall lager when i yeah. like, this is what i think of as a fall logger like when like like on those cool evenings like mm. this is what i like this is what i want to be starting the night with it uh, mm. like it, it just feels comforting
0: no question yeah man it's exactly what uh a hundred percent agree it's exactly what i want this time of year i honestly i genuinely would drink this year round if they were available it's yeah it's it's like it's interesting because it's lower ABV than the mm. Fest beer. This is five and the Fest beer was five point six. And this one's a little darker and you would kind of almost expect the one with, you know, maybe a little bit of caramel malt in there is yeah. um, a little more empty. Yeah. but it's it's very different beers, and I think it's, that's the interesting part. And that's what you guys were saying earlier, I think about the Oktoberfest and having, you know, both both beers available.
3: Yeah, no, I can tell you a bit about your like kind of close notes. You not know, the but um So traditionally, I was talking about our Meritzen last year. That was like a traditional Meritzen, like a lot of like Munich, Vienna malt, like that's pretty much it. That's what it's traditionally brewed with. For this one, what I found as well, I love traditional Meritzen and I would still consider this like traditional Mm Meritzen, but not quite. Um, Okay. Well, Meritzen is like, you know, I. Yeah, that Munich, the NML kind of thing. But what I found was when we brewed it last year, not only was it like maybe a bit past the season for it, but I, I, I think maybe the... I just don't think it appealed to... Maybe it was just because of the snapshot in time. Like people aren't fully there on those, that kind of darker lager yet. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to kind of find something that was more middle ground between that beer and the traditional American that's like more of like a dark. Not quite Dunkel lager, but like brownish lager, if you want to call it that. Um, so, Weirman, um, who we use almost all of their malt um, for our beers, um, they had released uh, a malt called Isaria 1924, and essentially what it was, it was uh, it was a revival of the first barley certified for brewing in Germany. So, in 1924, and it's this like beautiful this. This is it. So we used 100% that malt in this. There's no caramel malt. There's no nothing. It's just that malt. Ah. This beautiful. Like, to me, I love the story behind it. I love how this this revival. It's a like great quality malt. Like when I drink this, like for me and the Matt and I agree, it's like to me, it's like honey grams, Like it's graham cracker, like honey. Like mm. that's what. And I thought yeah. like I had never worked with it before, and I was like, let's just give it a try. And so we did it. And as we were drinking it over, that was the whole joke. Is like I try it like once a week, sometimes twice a week. And you do that for five months and you're like, Oh my God, how much of this tank is actually going to be left when we package it. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, we were drinking it and it just like came. It was like, I was really excited for people to try it and hopefully see that it was a nice middle ground between and see how they respond to that. That it wasn't going to be like this, like totally not saying that people wouldn't drink it. Like plenty of breweries make traditional Americans and they go crazy and they're amazing. But I was really interested to see how this kind of like more Meritson traditional, like in the way we brewed it, like we did a double detoxion match on this, we tried to brew it for our tank space, it was close to like when it was brewed and let it sit for as long as it's normally sat for. Um, excited to see if like this more like kind of approachable version of it translated to people actually being interested uh, a bit more. Mm-hmm. And it seems that way. So like, I think this is what we're going to do when we're going to get it in March. Kind of crazy to think that that's like four or five months away. now. So almost yeah. brewing yeah. that again. But uh, that's kind of the that's what we went for for the beer. <clears throat> mm. uh, I'm glad that you guys, yeah, you dig it because oh, yeah, put a lot of time and Absolutely. a lot of
4: yeah.
3: But it's also kind of crazy to think like we we put we put this beer in in April or whatever it was, beginning in May, and it's like that's the thing with the beers we make. It's like. We're always trying to learn and always trying to improve our processes. These little, like one step at a time. Okay, let's try it here. See how it translates, whatever. And you don't get to see like the the fruits of your labor until like you know two and a half months later. So like any beer that we've made, like this one's like oh yeah, like it's coming. Like I think we had our process. We're starting to get it down, whatever. But like we were still only like eight months seven months, eight months into brewing at that point. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like it's it's a very much a delayed kind of like tracking process to see how, for, for me personally at myself, like how we're coming along, right? And this, so, and this one and
2: it's also like it's the one beer that we make that you really can only make once a year. So you
3: get like one shot at it a year to like improve. Yeah, so so, like, I know so, like, Greg, and like, yeah. I Nate, talking by you as well, like I know you, I would happily like we have our Dunkle, so we'll get into that maybe
4: oh. next.
3: Oh, I think it's my oh, choice. Next. It's your choice. brother. Like I drink like I I don't necessarily like I don't play by these like stylistic rules. Like this is what you drink at this time of year, especially with loggers Yeah, that. Like, like I don't vibe. But this is one that I think it literally just won't sell. And it kind oh, of sorry. like we were talking about like the
4: <clears throat> like,
3: uh, event like the occasion of it. Like I don't I think it cheapens it if you just have it all the time. You know what I mean? No, no,
0: no. Yeah. I mean. nah, you're right. It's just yeah. a shame because it's so damn good. And kind of to your point that like you don't get to uh tweak it. Like, you know, the thing with lagers is because it's such like a like all of your beers, period. I hadn't actually thought about that. Is it, there is such like a long, longer time when most beers, like a hazy IPA, it's like two, three weeks tops. Exactly. Whereas like you got three months sometimes like yeah. longer if for a beer like this for you guys to know if it works, if it doesn't, you're like, Oh, well fuck wait 12 months to do it again. Like, you know, I,
2: I, I think, and I, I, Adam, you can, you can jump in on this, but I'm actually, I, I want you to talk about this cause it's something that you've said that's resonated with me. It's, it's, I, I think one thing that Adam has always like preached that I a hundred percent abide by is, is trying to make the beers that you make better rather than trying to make new beers all the time mm. and especially with what we do and the styles that we make, like you, if we were just obsessed with like putting out new styles or new brands or whatever, you would never be able to get good at what you're doing mm. because of the time that you put in. Like mm. if, if let's say uh, best case scenario, let's, let's say eight weeks is the turnaround time on, like, any beer. We've got eight tanks. Like, that means that every tank you get in, best case scenario, what is that, like, five turns on that tank a year Mm. to get a lager. And if all those tanks, if you're just obsessed with making, like, different styles or whatever or trying a new brand, like, it could be a year before you go back to something that you've tried to get better at. And I think there's so much value. And like, ever since Adam's been saying this, it's like, it's kind of stuck in my brain of like, Oh yeah, you got to get, because we have, we take so long with these beers, you have to keep trying to make them better or else you're just, you'll never get back to them or never get back Mm -hmm. to them in a way that's like important. And I think the cool thing about Meriton is that like every year we know or some version of it, maybe I wouldn't say every year, I'm not going to like hold this to it, but like, every year it's like on March it's like we got to make this beer and we got to try it really hard. And it's like, you get the one year to do it. I just think it's like really cool. There's, there's something like interesting about it um, mm-hmm. where you're just like, okay, we we've got this chance to make this beer. And, and I think that something that we try to do is like just a pills or mild blockout or any of these things that we are going to drink tonight are brands right. that we plan on making a lot of at Adam, maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but it's plans that we making, we plan on making this
3: many times over because we care about this style and we want to be better. One hundred percent. And it's funny that you say that because Craig and, and Nate, you guys were talking about comparing, like for example, the ABV of the Fest beer to the the Meritson. Uh, here's a little window, not that you either of you need insight on this because you know how it works, especially for a brewery of our size. Uh, they should have been the same ABV, but mm-hmm. like when you're a brewery of our size and you're working with a new malt, you're like, again, we were at a different point in our brewing evolution and knowledge with our own system. And then like, sometimes things don't ferment out as much as you want them to. Sometimes like you're working with a new malt and you're like, Oh, I got to tweak this in my mash to like, make sure that this is more ferment, like all these different things pop up. So like, I'm glad that you don't perceive this like when I drink this as much as I do love it, I all I see is like how I, I'm excited to brew it again so we can make it better. But like it is too sweet for me. It's too low ABB. Not that it's like there's no I don't again, I don't like the like the you wanna like those four little letters, B, J, C P like what <laughs> uh, I don't know if we've had enough I don't know if we've had enough beer. How is it that
4: <laughs> mm. <laughs>
3: Are we still recording or what? what's going on here?
0: <laughs> let her rip. Oh, we're recording and let her rip, brother. Let's go. I
3: did, like, stuff like that. It's, it's all fine. Like, that's great that people are passionate enough to judge that. But like, I was lucky enough to go to Munich and spend a decent amount of time there. And I had, let's take a Dunkle. Okay. I had a bunch of them from a lot of breweries that I'd say have been doing it longer than the BJCP or whoever is judging have been around. Hmm. One was black, one was brown.
4: Mm.
3: Who's wrong? They both tasted amazing, right? right. They were yeah. amazing and changed my life. Like, why? You know what I mean? So, like, That's I don't exactly. necessarily die by the style, or I don't personally live and die by the stylistic stuff, but there are certain things where, like, you have intentions for a beer and you want it to be somewhere and it doesn't get there. You're like, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Or what did I do wrong? This is actually one of those times. Like, I would have liked it to have matched up in terms of ABV and like, I would like, have liked it to ferment down a bit more. So it's even a bit more drinkable. Right. Although I still was surprised actually on the day, how many liters I took down of this. I was like, Oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Cause I was like, Oh, are people going to get sick of this after like half a liter? Uh, I guess apparently not. But, um, so all those things like behind the scenes, like one of the hardest things when we're still so young and like so early in it, like, consistency that's why like you look at breweries like or beers like whether it's bud light or miller high life or whatever it is and it's like yeah you can knock on those things all you want and like macro this macro that and like i don't i like i think there's a time and a place for those like i've been at a ball game before and i love like or i'm down in like the states or whatever like a bottle of miller high life oh baby let's go it's the champagne of beers but like one of those things that i they have that, like it's so hard to do is consistency. That is the hardest yeah. thing. Mm. And as you get bigger and bigger, you spend more and more money, and it's a bit easier to get. But you got to be like, it's it's impressive. Like the reason why they're so popular is not just because of the price and whatever, but it's because everyone knows exactly what you're going to expect every single time you open a account. Yeah, every single time you're getting this experience, you're getting that, and there's it's not in doubt. And like I. Man, that'd be awesome right like for us there's like there's variation from every batch of everything we do even though we brew like for example our hellas which we'll drink later is like we've done like five batches of that now and it's like every time it's like we're it's getting better and better and better but there's it's different it's mm. just like we have so much tools at our disposal to to make it at our size like you can spend money spend money but there's only, only so much return on the investment for you when you're at like as small as we are, right? Yeah. All those things, yeah. Um, anyways, you just brought up the the difference in ABV. And I was like, yeah, that's one of the things behind the scenes. I would never like advertise that on the Oktoberfest 2023 menu. It's like,
4: Hey, <laughs> this is we why did. we left.
3: This is how we fucked up. Great.
0: I really try to not All think right. about that. So do time, but yeah. Dunkle, time, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> dunkle time. time. Let's do it. Dunkle time. Oh yeah, let's go! Oof, Nate, I haven't I haven't laughed this much in a while, boys. <laughs> my like stomach is sore, my face is sore. It's uh. Oh,
1: you look like you look like you were gonna fall off your chair there.
0: I was pretty close. I was almost just gonna walk away. You know how you laugh so hard, you just, you have to exit the situation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh fuck my life! I just, I'm still coming down off it. I keep having to mute because I keep having to clear my throat. I feel like I've like almost had like you, know, you have like spicy like hot sauce, and you are going to keep clearing your shit. And I kind of feel like the laugh did that because I haven't Craig, laughed that hard for a while. All this laughing. Do about- you
1: ever have that uh, like thing when you like when you laugh that hard and, and like and your face starts to feel kind of tingly? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like hot. I feel like I was all red, yeah. and then the sides of your cheeks get sore. All this laughing about this subject, Craig. Would you say you're lactose intolerant? Do you know what's funny? I was seeing a a naturopath earlier this year, and I did a uh, blood test where they send it off to the state, so they check your food sensitivity. So Nate and I have a Twitter account called Team Lactose, and I found that my food sensitivity, I got like hazelnuts, beef, and fucking uh, dairy milk and all different cheeses. And I was like, I always joked about that. I was like, I bet I'm fucking like some sort of thing like that, and here we are so i kind of like and the fact that you said he, i don't know the heavy cream just murdered me i don't know i just I, it's just like the milkman in and of itself because i'm picturing this dude that i don't know what he looks like walking oh. in and being just funny and just i, being I like, promise hey,
3: you he's not <laughs> what you look like. we need to get
2: you with a sketch artist <laughs> to <find out> what- <laughs> I, like, I guarantee I just, you he's not what you think he looks like which is my favorite part about it. which is
0: even better yeah. I have I have no clue, but just the fact that he was it, funny it's enough. like
2: it's like plus minus a billion of whatever you think. It okay,
0: I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's even better. It's just yeah. it's so fucking good. Um, it's just so good. it's so good. I just love ridiculous jokes, and it's just so stupid, and I love it so much. Um, I want to talk about this Dunkle, but I realized an hour and a half in, we didn't even talk about your fucking beer history or any of that shit that we normally do. I think we just have tangent on tangents. Which is fine. There's no rules to the case, conversation
1: but, is just like it's just flowing that easily.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I expected as much. And, and, well.
3: First of all, like uh, you guys might notice, Nate. I, I already pointed this out. Matt knows, obviously. Craig, I pointed it to you, Nate. Did you notice anything interesting about the the label? Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to see if he I want to see if it at all, because he might be filling in the blank. look hard, Nate. Look hard. I'll, I'll say it's it's in the lettering. It's in the lettering, okay.
0: There's a secret milkman in there.
3: Yeah.
0: What's milkman's real name, real quick? <laughs> uh,
2: his 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 name is if Raz. Is what? Oh, okay, I got it. His name his name is Raz. He's Alex. His name's Alex, but his his name for for as long as I've known him, which is now coming on almost 20 years is Raz.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to picture him. Sorry Nate, go. On. Okay. What so
1: a, so it's, so so what we got here is Munch-styled uncle yeah, <laughs> You got it. Munch Uncle. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you just need a Munch-styled uncle, you know? Uh, Which honestly uh, was sometimes you (coughs) things.
2: One of those things that we kind of just like. Cheers, legends. Cheers. Uh, We like made a mistake. People fucking love the munch. They (laughs) think it's (laughs) amazing. It's insane.
0: That would be another episode if we didn't have. uh, If we didn't have moat already, people love the munch. I will say, so we
3: ordered a bunch of late because we we were going to make this beer again and we brewed it last year. And so we ordered a bunch of labels and then we obviously saw the mistake mm-hmm. and we, we called it because we're it on our Instagram. And we put it and like the reaction to it was hilarious. And since then, everyone has like brought up like, when's the munch coming back? Like munch style duffel. <laughs> and we had enough labels left to label this year's batch. And originally we were like, oh, I mean, like obviously we're going to order new labels and get it right. But, yeah. And we were kind of just like, actually, I think we're not. I think we're not going <laughs> to when we don't have to, and it's part of the charm. And you know what? I've just said, Matt hasn't even heard this yet. I think we might just keep it called the munch. I what do you mean might- you haven't? I haven't heard this yet. I was gonna
2: actually pressure you to keep it this way. And I think it's keep awesome. It, keep
3: the munch style dunkle. It doesn't taste like Munich, it tastes like munch. Yeah, I, it's, it's given munch, which is I'm, very like it's giving it,
2: munch. <laughs> Mm. It's very like in Munch music. music.
0: <laughs> Munch music.
2: It's yeah. very in line with the way that we've kind of like. Sometimes this is this is like very classic fourth beer in kind of conversation. <laughs> but
0: let it run, brother. Let it run. Let me sometimes
2: it's insane that this is a company that we run. <clears throat> when you can do stuff like it's just like oh yeah maybe we'll just call it the Munch style dunkle which is just a like a bananas thing. Like the amount of other like we've been lucky enough process. No, no, no.
3: Right.
2: What I'm saying is You're that like, sometimes true. sometimes I just feel like we'll talk to other breweries or people, and I, I just sometimes come away being like, are we idiots? <laughs> because the amount of times we're just like, oh yeah, the munch style dunkel, we'll just keep that. And the way that we've been using social media that seems to work for us in some ways is like when you look at it on the surface, it's like, okay, these guys might have lost their minds a while ago, which maybe we have, but <laughs> I just think that this label really encapsulates this idea of just like, oh yeah, you know what, this is the way that we kind of do things, which is so weird to do that as a brewery that tries to focus so hard on getting things right, like the minutiae right, and like focusing on a style of beer that takes like, precision and care and yeah. then we're just like oh wouldn't it be funny if we just named it the munch style dunkel for the rest it <laughs> well,
4: well, i think well, it's
1: there, awesome. there, there's something kind of charming about that it's well i think I mean. it's what we've been talking about right like behind the scenes caring
3: a lot about what you're giving to people who are you know spending money on whether it's ordering your beers buying your beers to go coming in with beers whatever but also wanting to create a welcoming environment. And like, I think what we really kind of, where we really both of us own that kind of tone was when we started leaning into our process Mm -hmm. on social media specifically and explaining that to people, but trying to do it in a way that's very like self-deprecating and like, oh, but also by the way, we're idiots, like Matt Mm -hmm. said, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's doing both those things in like, honestly a genuine way, because we, Genu- we genuinely think that about ourselves that we are idiots.
0: <laughs> I mean, look what yeah, we decided clearly. to do. You have <laughs> to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe not an idiot, a, l- a little a uh, little crazy, but not an idiot. I'd
2: right. say crazy is a better idea. Like the uh, if you, you were to smile. like first, firstly, if you were to like create a business plan for a business, and it was a brewery, people would be like, man, eh, it seems a little risky." And then you are like, mm. "Hold on, just literally hold my beer." Because not only are we gonna do this, we're gonna do the most time consuming and strenuous and hardest to pra- and hardest to like ace beer on top of that. And most people will be like, huh, oh, all right, okay.
0: And you're like, in a market where there's more restrictions to how you can sell the product than any any other product essentially.
2: Yeah, in a in a province where they're like, oh, and by the way, the tax is a like six percent,
0: yeah, whatever it is, like a dollar 20 yeah. a can or Which something. That's
2: that's that's a that's beer six. I will go in on Ontario's beer tax laws. Oh, we got
0: three more to go, brother. I'm ready on what's oh, fucking.
2: They thing. are
3: bananas, yeah. It's, it's it you know, I remember very distinctly, it's too late now because it's more awkward if I don't tell the story now.
0: No, you have to tell I
3: remember, it. I remember when the lady from the <laughs> came. Who were they? Were actually very easy in the whole process, at least for my Matt did a lot of the heavy lifting with that. ACG were the best. Shout out to the ACG. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, they were great. Like quick and everything they did, but like eventually, you know, you submit a floor plan to them and they came to check out the and uh, just make sure everything is where you said it was going to be. And she comes, this lady comes in the back. She's very nice, very quiet. Like and was just like doing, you know, just there to do her job. And I took her. She's like, "Can I see the back?" I was like, Yep, yeah. go into the back." old like the like it wasn't set up or hooked up yet but everything was in place like all the brew house and the tank and whatever and then she looks around and i'm looking i'm like yeah so this is where we make the net and she was just like she looked up at me and she was just like you know who i work for and i was like yeah i'd love him <laughs> i'd i'd love a mulligan on that please that joke please <laughs> a mulligan
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, he didn't say that um and we got the license so it all worked out i guess
0: there we but go <laughs> what's the lesson don't joke with the AGCU. the lesson is for me personally don't ever open my mouth amongst people who have the to smile mouth. and nod
3: yeah no don't even speak. spoken to
1: fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sick <laughs> it's like movie. customs. Like, I feel like fun. if I, like, if I was a TV show, like, you would have heard an audible record scratch after, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, before she says, "Do you know who I work for?" <laughs> yeah, kind of like when I just told that but joke. They, you, the, like even you are, <laughs>
0: uh, oh, <laughs> oh, you're crazy! I, no, this is your business. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the best part because knowing Adam, he looked at her and was just like, "That was funny, right?" And she's like, "Not very
0: much." Like,
2: <laughs>
0: I think it's like I always treat it like like the customs officers when you're coming back over the border and you got too much beer, you just shut the fuck up and you speak when spoken to, and you just like you know, if you you just deal with what you got to do. But I kind of I, I always feel like it's more gangster that you actually did that and made a joke to somebody who had the essential last cold decision to be like yeah you gotta get a license or you're not
3: yeah well i, like I that. make that joke when i'm crossing the border with beer as well
0: They, you do that oh you're crazy fuck man you gotta you gotta chill the fuck out because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you do want to pay
3: there was one crazy story i had crossing the fear but it was crossing the border back into canada with beer um and i it was coming back from chicago because i was bringing back a lot of uh, there's a bunch of great lager breweries down there and i was bringing back like it was way over the limit. It was like, I think the upper end of the limit is like 45 liters until you're considered an importer. So I think I was at like 42 or something. So I was like, I'm going to pay duties on this. Like I know, but I, I always like, I want to make their life easier. I want to make everyone's day quicker. So I have the exact volume, like in liters and I also know in the back of my head the amount of cans, but I always go with mm-hmm. liters because they portray
1: to you yeah. what your limit is
3: in liters.
1: The so volume was, is what they want to know. Right. Sorry? Like, yeah, I was saying like, yeah, like the volume is what they want to know. Exactly. Or so I thought. So she was coming back. She's like, how much do you have? And I was like,
3: 42 liters, whatever it was. And she looks up at me and she's like, what? What do you mean liters? Why are you saying liters? I've never heard that before. What about cans? And I was like, Really? My response is to start conflict here, but I know you're just going to make my life miserable. But I was just like, hey, I was just trying to make your life easier because you guys literally say in leaders. Anyways, she sent me
1: inside and it wasn't <sighs> fun. <laughs> yeah, when they send you inside, it's, you got to avoid that that's sense. bananas the last yeah. like the last two times i've crossed the border i've mm-hmm. like i've answered in leaders and they like and they've just waved me right on through that the, the, like that's wild i think she was or
3: maybe it was a bad day i don't know maybe
1: i don't
0: know it can be i think you got yeah i always feel like you got to downplay it but not by much to say you got like 2k like whatever the limit is say you got three cases and there's two of you you're like oh we have a case and a half each yeah. Like, he, like whatever sounds less in the mind. And also, the plug is, and I don't mind saying this publicly, hold the receipts in your hand for whatever you have. It's like, oh, what are you bringing back? Oh, I went to Trader Joe's and I got some snacks. It was $65.32. And then we had that. And they're like, all right, nerd. Okay, cool, whatever. Like, And then you get the fuck out. <laughs> like, I even take my hat off and just like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Like, even when I'm coming over, take the sunglasses off if it's during the day. Like, all that stuff to try and, like, look as... Presentable as possible when we usually have my girlfriend and my dog and stuff, and the dog's cute, and they usually yeah. even acknowledge the dog, but sometimes dogs diffuse situations, so it's always like a precarious kind of little thing because I don't you pay enough fucking tax, bro. Right now, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, particularly <laughs> you guys as a beer business,
4: sex,
3: beer sex, we we'll talk about tax, let's yeah, let's
0: fucking do it. Let's just quickly talk about this beer, um, because. Okay about specifically what a Dunkel is, and I just want to get into two, almost two hours in. Let's talk about your beer history, boys. Um, a Dunkel. So I guess first question, what is a Dunkel? I mean, this is easily the darkest beer we've had this evening. Um, kind yeah. of like a light brown, very, very, very clear. Excuse me. Um, lots of toffee. Um, like molasses, maple type of vibe, a little bit oaky, nutty. Kind of like dried mm-hmm. fruit, like yep. some, like, some yeah. like, like, prunes almost or like raisin kind of thing
2: going on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
3: Yeah. Uh, Munich Dunkel, just like a, sorry, Munch Dunkel is just like a Munich dark style. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, again, God damn, now I actually don't know because I'm going to speak because when I was there, I was there October, November. So I don't know if some of the breweries offer Dunkel year-round, but it is, to me, a lager that even though it is greatly suited to like fall, winter, kind of like colder weather vibe, it's very cozy. Mm. I would I personally mm. drink this easily in the warmer months. Like, it, it still gets me. It's still refreshing to me, even though it is a bit more warming. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's typically a style that like, I, I think that when you go over to breweries there, you kind of, depending on where you go, like, it's kind of like they make Three standard beers. It's like Pilsner, Helles, Dunkel, and then you have like one off. Sometimes they'll make a hef and variations of that. Sometimes breweries like Schneider Weiss only make a hef or like different variations of Weiss beer, right? Um, but like Dunkel to me is like a beer that's like one of my favorite styles. I love the kind of is like dichogony the right word of how, again, like I was saying, mm-hmm. kind of potent yet it's still nicely, for the ones I like at least, dried out and drinkable. Like, it's not too thick. It's not too, like, Mm -hmm. there's not much body. It's really interesting. I know I'm going on tangents here, but, like, um, a lot of... When talking to people over there in Germany, because I was just asking them, like, about making lager and, like, what we want to pursue and whatever, and naturally they go into, like, I find they aren't normally pretentious and like think, but if you start asking them questions or especially about like North America, then they can start getting pretentious about why they think our beer sucks. Um, And uh, the commonality amongst all of them was like, all of your North American loggers not all of them, the majority of them, they're like, you have way too much body, way too much. And it's really interesting if you go over there, I don't know if either of you have been over before, but like one of the most drinkable qualities about let's say a Hellas is that it rides this perfect line between it has structure and body, but also it's watery in the mm. best way possible. I don't mean that as a detriment to the beer. It's fantastic and it makes it so drinkable. Mm. I, I don't know how to it's just perfect. And I think that dunk when it's done right, which can you know like the ones we strive to hopefully one day be able to emulate. Is that it, it? It can do both those things. It's mm. such a diverse beer. It 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 makes you feel like you're drinking something,
0: but it's also so drinkable. Does that make sense? Yes, I think absolutely. so. It's yeah. I went like I think I was telling you when we hang out, Adam. It was like 20 years ago, 2004 was you're when right. I went, and I didn't know Jack about beer at the time. I was drinking beer, obviously, and drinking whatever was local, but not. Particularly, craftering like Bitburger. I think I said to you was what I would drink because they had they had like we went at Christmas time. It was like December when we were in Berlin, so it was like Bitburger and like the bratwurst at like all these Christmas markets and all these cool ass pastries and shit. Like it was it was killer. We lo- I loved it, but I didn't appreciate. I bet if I went now, I'd lose my mind. But it's. Yeah, I see what you mean about the watery side. I mean, I, I, that's not a word I would particularly use to describe this by any means, because to me, it's not a positive word, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. That it's supposed to be water like in, in the sense it's thirst quenching, potentially. Yeah. Is that what you mean? And not too like, oh, I'm drinking a, a shake or something here, like, which, you know. Yeah, we-
3: why that word's like, should I tell them? <laughs> I won't say it names I, I
2: i think i think <laughs> i think watery I, I think watery is used sometimes uh, right, have, about like you, 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 I
4: just,
2: yeah go ahead percent, <laughs> actually why don't why don't you go ahead i here's the other thing i wanted to ask because we've talked about burps already it's like i have to go to back
0: Oh yeah. sorry, I forgot okay. to tell y'all before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go yeah. if you need to go. There's four okay. of us; we're good. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll let Adam tell this story because we've told this, we've talked about this. To... Story, whatever it's... It's no, not even that... I want you to tell the story. I Just genuinely have to go, but you. But I think it's important in the context of what we were talking about. Is all I'll say. have yeah. so
0: obviously you guys <laughs> both have untapped. Yes. <laughs> Nate <laughs> is, doesn't. I do. More, Nate
1: yeah I, I I used to i I dropped it a long time ago
0: I'm a big fan
1: yeah well you know what
3: I I think it has a place especially for a person like you get to keep track of what you've had and especially for some people like you guys who are drinking a lot of different beers a lot of different places often traveling I get that aspect yeah I think the, the type of beer drinker created is like rural it's it's it's, it's oh it's, yeah it's it's heinous yeah But also, like, as a business, like, I don't take too much weight because, like, to be honest with you, I don't like anything either. So it's like, yeah, I agree with you guys. (laughs)
4: Um,
3: But there's certain ones and certain people where it's like, it feels like it's, um, I feel almost bad because it's like, it feels like they don't want to enjoy beer.
0: You know what I mean? I like, know exactly. And I almost feel like I know who you're talking about because as we've been talking this evening, I've been checking into the beers because I just yeah. saved me time later. And there's oh. a certain individual who's been basically checked into every single beer that I've had here. And they didn't have many positive things to say. And I'm like, this person never has anything positive to say.
3: Right. And maybe you want to say what we're going to say. And by the way, like I'm, a lot of people say, like, it doesn't get, it's not going to change what we do. Like we Like, you know, we're going to get better ourselves and whatever. But there is certain things where you're just like, you're always like, to my point where like, maybe you're just looking for things that are bad and you don't want to, for whatever reason, have a good time or experience drinking beers. And there was a recent check on our Hellas where it said, and the reason why watery was in my head where it said it was a bad rating, whatever it said, bland and, uh, bland and watery. And I was like, but
0: that's like the goal. (laughs)
3: That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not supposed to be a beer where you're,
4: <clears throat>
3: oh, i thought about this for six hours. I mean, like, you know, that's actually not fair because some of the beers I had in Munich, I thought about for hours and hours, but it's not <laughs> yeah. because that was the intent, right? Like, it was just yeah. for me, I care about how they're made. Like, we all do to a certain extent. Like, mm. it, would, it, would, it would resonate with us. But the goal is not that. The goal is for you to, like, be able to do it all day and have a great time with your pals. Like if we, if, imagine this is a beer garden right now. We're all drinking Hellas all day. this That's what it's for. Just, we're yeah. all chatting. We're not talking about beer. It's just the, it's just something to, 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 it, it's a, it's a supporting, it's a pillar for the day. It's social because. lubricant. Exactly. And so that's why water was in my head. Cause that, that happened gotcha. a couple of years ago. And like, now it's been a thing we were talking about with, I don't want to drug Jeff's earlier. We were talking about that one
0: review and okay. he was like, yeah, it's like the <laughs> you know what I mean. The same, I, yeah. yeah, untapped has a repu- has a reputation. I was actually thinking about this earlier, particularly Nate, when you mentioned Sankey and Baron. Uh, they that Crispy Boys have a insane reputation on Untapped for being criminally under underrated as far as the yeah. the, the, the thing. So like Sankey and went to the 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 depths, like the 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 reach, and they have a. a T-shirt that says in the back it looks like a baseball jersey. It says Pilsner where the name would be, and then it says a three point five out of five. Yes. and because they like love Pilsner, amazing three point five. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but if it was a hazy IPA, you'd put yeah. four point seven five for the same fucking thing. And that's right. the problem is that like people underrate this style. And I was we were talking to someone Nate on a pod recently, and someone was like, oh, I don't know if there's a Pilsner in the province that's rated over for. On average, and I found one from Godspeed that was, but it yeah. didn't have like ten thousand. It had like five hundred check ins, not like ten thousand check ins. So it's like, the 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 thing with Untapped is that's primarily like pastry stout and probably like hazy IPA drinkers. So the people who do drink, they're like not a fan of Pilsner, but this was pretty good, two stars. Like, and it, they'll just go yeah. and ruin the whole rating of something so i feel like for you guys untapped has a significantly less value across the board whereas i know there's other breweries who live and die by on untapped for better or worse it's it's not it's not great because they're trying to please these people who like you said and i think this is interesting adam you say this sorry go on i was gonna say
3: they're trying to please these people that don't
0: want to be pleased that's it do you want to like beer Like, why don't you want to like this? We come in. This is something that we talk about all the time. Like, Nate and I don't. If we don't talk about something, that says more volume than if we do. I would never go out of my way. And I know, Nate, you echo this as well on our platform to uh shit on a small business just because who the fuck are we like who is out we are not the arbiter of all things god here in beer we don't fucking know anything i'm not bjcp whether i know we made fun of it before but like i don't know i know what i like i have drank a lot of beer and i've talked to many many people who are much much smarter than me in this realm so i think i'm fortunate and we are fortunate to to have been able to do that but i feel like i have no business um Trying to knock a small business down. I have a business. I have employees. Like, I'm very conscious of what general, like, what 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 people like yourselves have to go through to start a business. So I don't think there's any value in if I don't like a beer, then I just won't talk about it. Really, it's all it comes down to. And sometimes beers are, are objectively not great, and that's okay. And maybe that's the brewery fucked up, and they probably shouldn't put it out or something. But typically, it's like if if it, if I don't like it, I'm like ah. Uh, not for me i listen to a bunch of music on the top 40 i'm like yeah it's not for me and i can't i can say it's shit i have another podcast where we talk about music and i'm arguing with my girlfriend's 25 year old cousin who's my co-host and he likes all the new stuff and calls me and my brother old and that we only like a lot. But i'm like you know i think your stuff is pretty fucking whack dude like uh, like but i feel like that's easier with music but with beer and stuff it's just there's so many different things i just don't think there's any value if we at the end of the day if you want this this, this local craft brewing scene to thrive i don't see any value in shitting on i think it's much better if people just if you didn't like it maybe don't talk about it and if you have a flaw with it or an inherent issue reach out by dm or email to the to the brewery and let them know personally i don't think there's anything positive that can come of shitting on anybody and and yeah yeah it's I think, silly
3: i think that's a great way to go about it to be honest it's just like I'm sure maybe like if someone, I'm sure maybe you get it. Like I've looked at your maybe on Instagram, whatever. Like all the stuff you post is very positive always, right? And it's like intentionally, yeah. And hearing you say that, it makes a lot of sense. Cause it's like yeah, it's like it's not. It doesn't mean I've never had a bad beer. We all had bad beers, whether it's, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you know what I
3: mean? It's just like why. Probably won't know it though. Yeah, but why exactly? Like why bring someone who's working hard down like there's there's yeah what do you have to gain out of that i, I think, think
1: yeah like I, like I, what I, what I, purpose I, does that serve i think like i think like the, the kind of um the kind of shit talking that we're talking about from a few select personalities in the uh the, the, like in the in the ontario craft beer scene and i the, like and i'm sure there are these personalities in all subsets of the scene but like it's the ones who they're, they're like who kind of have a bit of an attachment to this personality of like they're, like they like, like the idea of being uh, like of being the one who the scene hates for being critical and like they like they think there's this whole thing of like yeah I, like you know I'm the honest one in the like like in Ontario craft beer like fuck off literally no one likes that guy my God <laughs> I, I think there's. I, I think that the, the problem with all
2: criticism across all art forms and not to like be like, Oh, this is an art form, but no, this point I, is I, I, it, I, it, it, it is it a hundred percent is, but I think in all art forms, like I, my, my background before this was in film, that's what I thought I wanted to do my whole life. I still love it a lot. My the thing I hate about, criticism and when i say all criticism in all art forms is that so many people mistake i don't like this for this is not good and i think that's the single worst trait of all critics is that mm-hmm. yeah you, you, you may not like some there's a lot of like it, it, related to film or whatever there's a lot of movies that like i don't particularly like but i'm like that's objectively a good movie like it's an objectively good film or because you know i'm not i'm not i'm not an expert but like i know enough about it where i'm like okay that was really it was well done am i ever gonna watch again no but i'm glad i did it's not for me whatever but like, i wouldn't like shit on it be like oh i didn't like that because whatever it's like that's not criticism saying you didn't like something is not criticism criticism is looking at something with like an unbiased lens and being like okay What were they going for? What were they trying? Where is something that's structurally wrong? Where is something that is like intentionality was wrong? And when people criticize beer, not even our beer, but any beer, I think it's so often just like, I didn't like this. It's like, I don't give a shit if you didn't like it. I I give a shit if you, if something was wrong with this beer.
4: Mm -hmm. And
2: there's so many beers that i've had where i go like okay not for me but there's nothing wrong with it it's fine it did exactly what it was like trying to do mm. Mm. and that's totally fine now if if there's a beer that's like off flavor has diacetyl or it's oxidized or something I'm like okay that beer is bad but those things in and of itself sometimes are a function of the processes with where the beer was made but sometimes like We've had cans that have oxidized on us. It's like sometimes the lid didn't seal perfectly and it's like an oxidized beer. It's like, I don't know, like it could happen.
0: Like it happens. Small batch
1: break. It ha- I- it happens. It yeah. can
2: happen to anyone. Exactly. And I, I just hate this idea of 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 having a rating system, whether it's untapped, I know we we're talking about untapped, but like this is my like issue with like Google reviews and stuff like this, where someone yeah. just goes like, Oh, I I didn't like this and therefore I'm giving it a bad review, I just think is, like, such a weird form. And I think, like, beer criticism is weirdly, like, such a niche more than almost any other criticism. Mm. It's just, like, you can make a whole personality out of being, like, oh, I'm a beer critic or I'm a beer snob yeah. or I'm a beer raider or something like that. And it's, and it's not to be, like, the anti-that, to be, like, I don't give a shit. But I really don't give a shit because you're just telling me what you like and you don't like.
0: Right. Because, yeah. because I'm unless, right.
2: like... It doesn't mean you're right. It just means that you, you, like, you're like you just telling me like, oh, I gave this two stars. It's like, great. I don't really care. Now, yeah. there's the alternative where it's like, if there's a hundred two stars on a beer or whatever, it's like, all right. There maybe be something there's wrong, wrong with that
0: beer. Yeah. And that's the same with yeah. music, with art, with television, yeah. movies, and yeah. all that stuff.
2: But, but there's so actually few things that are that.
0: And I agree. I, think there's this, I like, agree.
2: There's this new within the last 20 <clears> years, <throat> especially when again, going back to film, where people go like, "Oh, movies aren't as good as they used to be." It's like, well, they kind of like there's great movies out there if you like go and look for them. But it's like people want the best of the best or the worst of the worst because that's the absolute like that's what's fun to talk yeah. about. And it's the same thing with yeah. beer. People want to be like, "This is the best beer I've ever had," or "This beer sucks," yeah. like. So. What's the the thing about loggers like in Ontario it's like oh the best logger in Ontario is like 3.5. 3.5 out of five? That's a that's good. What's wrong with 3.5 out of 5? I'd drink 3.5 out of 5 every day of the week. That sounds great. If yeah. I knew I was getting 3.5 out of 5 every time, I'd drink that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a happy guy. Yeah.
0: I think they are comparing it to the ones that get like uh, what's the word like almost like too many positive reviews which is the t- hazy ipa's pastry staff. yeah like, so
1: it, it, like i think like I, like I think more what, like i think more what it is <laughs> yeah it, it like it's exactly that it's it makes it makes me angry to see really good well made lagers get 3.5 when there are so, like when there are some breweries who make what like, like some pretty half-assed attempts at hazy ipas that will mm. get 4.25 and mm. up just purely by virtue of being like of being hazy ipas and like from, like from stuff that like genuinely does not taste that great and is like maybe it's oxidized or like or maybe it's just like like super sweet kind of like <laughs> kind of unbalanced garbage like, like seen like seen all kinds of them before and like but just because they're hazy IPAs, like that's what the like that's what'll be ordered, or it'll get four point two five to four like to four point five. But then they'll get that thing of like, you know, best logger I ever had, three point two five. there's just something viscerally on principle that is that like that is infuriating about that.
0: It's not fair. It's the whole the whole system sort of like messed up and like once again there's some breweries who live and die by that and that's probably the hazy ones and everybody else is just like, whatever, bro. Check I can see you guys, you guys I don't even know if you guys are creating your own check ins because there's no description on most of the ones that I'm looking at. Uh, oh, do breweries do their own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you can claim well, uh, you can we, claim yourself on yeah, our tap. At the beginning we did that. Like when we were mm-hmm. I I think there's some power in that because I see a lot of breweries that don't do that. And as a user who I don't look at what anybody else says, I don't give a fuck what anyone I'll read what people say, but I don't care about the ratings. I'd never even look at it ever. But I, as someone say, I'm writing something about it. If I want to know about the beer and what's in it if there's no description there and no like little, like the picture of the label, like I'm like, ah oh, man, like it's just a missed opportunity. I'm on a, i am I own a marketing agency. So I'm looking at it from that perspective where it's like, that's there. I want to learn a bit more about it. Now I know I'm like, well, I got two choices. I can go to the website or I can go to Instagram. Now, being that we run this podcast, I'm like, well, I kind of feel a bit of like, I should learn a bit more about it if Untapped isn't telling me anything. So I'll go to your Instagram and go and look at what you said when the beer was released. <laughs> I
2: know I know we gotta move on to another beer, but I we do. This is so interesting. It,
4: like,
2: <laughs> it's like we do. Like, no 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 no. <laughs> no no. No, no, But 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 also the the antithesis or not the antithesis of untapped, but like the brother to untapped is like the vino for wine. And like Adam and I are also like relatively big-ish wine guys. Like we like wine, we enjoy it. If you ever go on like the vino and look at their rating system, it is the most like equitable rating system. It's like everything's between three, five and four, five. Right. Like nothing's 2.5 because Mm. there's so few wines that are 2.5. Like it's like the supermarket ones. That's like, yeah. Like all that stuff is like around where it is. And like, sometimes like there's wines where I'll look at it and be like, and then I've had the wine. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I agree with that, but it's not like out of the realm of where that wine was supposed to be. Mm. And and it's not to compare beer to wine because they're different things. But I do think that the, there's this interesting dichotomy of like, or juxtaposition of people like to justify why a wine is good as much as people like to justify why a beer is bad. Like the concept of being like, this wine is amazing.
0: Interesting.
2: As the same like social equity as saying like, this beer sucks. I don't know why that is.
0: So mm. it's because like
2: you said, the best longer in the world, 3.5. But <laughs> you go to Vivino or whatever, and it's like this like, you know, Poulini Montrocher from like 1960s is just like, this is five out of five. This changed my goddamn life. And it's like, okay. So man, people are more inclined sense.
0: to brag about good wines than they are to shit on BS. Like equivalent. You're seeing more people. The, the only old thing great I can wines think about, I'm thinking about this. I just think
2: there's like a, a tighter Gap. It's like 4.5 and 3.5 is kind of where you see Mm. these wines on Vivino, where like beers are like four, five, like one or whatever. (laughs) And part of that might be, and I'm thinking about this on the fly, is the amount of money you spent on the thing
0: that you're drinking. That's Mm. such a good fucking point, dude. Mm. Because you spend five bucks, so 10 bucks on a beer, but you're spending 20, minimum 20 really, on anything worth talking about. So you have to be it's a bigger dice roll. And yeah. you're looking and yeah. you don't want to go into that dice roll and feel like a chump and be like, oh man, I spent twenty bucks on this garbage ass bottle. And but it's they have
3: to play roulette at a private table with just themselves and be like, Oh, by the way, I lost and tell it to the whole world. They just yeah. want to be <laughs> You know what I
0: mean? They want they want to be like, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what <Yeah>. a strange <laughs> thing. This is so fascinating that you're putting it like this, because it's like it's so silly. And craft beer is so niche and it's so important to keep all the breweries around particularly right now i I feel like every other day i'm going on instagram and there's there's a closure in the states i feel like i'm seeing it almost every day and there's a couple here and there out here as well i'm like you by like by negatively rating something that heavily that isn't that bad but just because you're being a dick or you're in a mood or whatever it is like
1: or 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 you've just decided that's your personality
0: sure that too Mm -hmm. which is even sadder like you're you're bringing down a small business when you probably, and there's nothing wrong with working a job, but like, you don't know what it's like to go and put, get, you know, millions of dollars of loans and equity and the stress. Cause you've mm-hmm. got 20 employees, you have to pay and make payroll. And then I pay the payroll tax every month. I'm like, fucking serious. You're taking this much from me. Then you got to pay your quarterly GST and HST remittances and all this, sorry, monthly and like all of this different stuff. Like you don't know the the pressure of this stuff. I have a digital business. You guys have a physical, you got like a physical landlord, like rent on top of all the other things, plus physical Ooh. equipment and all of this stuff. And if you have employees that aren't competent, they're fucking it up. That's fucking up your money off the rip. Like it's so nuanced and so deep. And the people who are saying this have no comprehension of what it takes to build a business. And it drives me nuts. I, 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 I it pisses me off so much. Like you don't the but fuck you doing, bro. It's
2: funny enough, like, Again, this is me thinking on the fly, four beers deep, but I'm I'm going with it.
0: We're about to be seven. We
2: talk about untapped and why these beers, these pastry soads, these IPAs like get rated more. They're more expensive pound for pound when you drink them. It's
0: true. So, but not, that, are, much more, not, though. Though. not like, that much more. Not that much more. Five but, to eight dollars type of shit. But like three to eight took,
2: dollars. But if you look at the if you if you look at the, like as a percentage versus like wine, whatever. Like that's a, fair that's a fair the, the gap is is that or the, the the delta is that huge where it's just like i have to justify the fact that i spent five bucks on a short can of some pastry step not to shit on mm. stuff. i don't know why we're shooting on pastry steps. no one's gonna pay for five I, bucks I just, damn that's cheap yeah okay <laughs> fair and then you're just like oh i just spent this much money so it, like it should be good and like adam and i talk about this all the time it's like Lager should be the most expensive beer in the world.
0: Because of how much time they take, right? Because
2: of how much time is obviously, other than like some feral age stuff or things that's like half a year, but it's like you should look at this. Yeah, yeah. You should look at it as the same way as like time. And this is something that I've said. It's just like if I was like, hey, here's a three year old scotch versus a 12 year old scotch, which should be more expensive. You're like, well, the 12 year old scotch.
4: Mm.
2: Here's a beer that took three weeks to wait to make versus one that took 10 weeks to make. Which one should be more expensive? They're like, well, the one that has more hops, and it's like, well, I see where you're going with this, but not really. Like that is
1: one ingredient, but like the time is the most yeah. expensive
0: because it's literally
1: yeah, costing it's the good. brewery more money.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, like, I totally like, it.
1: like, like there's, there's literally all that time that it's taking, like that it's taking up space in your brewery, and like, like that, like that does have a cost. I mean, like, there's a much more direct visual cost in terms of like what's the dollars per pound of it like of your bag mm-hmm. of pops but but like there is also a very real cost to it taking up space in the tank for like for x number of months like for every for every week that that's sitting in that tank that's other beer that can't be made like that can't be made in that tank and mm-hmm. like that is like that is real that's substantial that's mo- like like that's money that is uh, that, like time is money really that, like it's not just a figure of speech it's true
4: <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah well,
3: The opportunity cost right like yeah you, you know like you guys were saying like mm. one of those like two to three weeks so if we have a beer in there for 10 weeks total right that's two to three two of the a beer that could have been sold yep yeah, so, of, of
0: any other style, yeah.
3: Right, so it's like how many hops can you put in to make that, like, you know what I mean? Like, to make up like, for that. I'm not saying hops aren't expensive, they're insanely expensive. But it's like, but people understandably, by the way, like, they they associate certain things with the cost they're willing to pay. And you can only do so, we're not going to change that model. No, we're not, no. that's not what not are trying to do. But no, it's yeah. like, sometimes just like you know like just like a bit of I think well let's get too deep and weird about this before we get on to our fifth beer but it's like a bit more like understanding with sometimes with some things sometimes could I think just like a bit more pause I guess is what I'm looking for mm. the word sometimes mm. would be whether it's before you're like whether it's your untapped ring your google review your internal mental review like before telling someone else about something, or this was overpriced, just be like, Hey, like I really try, like now that we've been on the other side of the business mm-hmm. to do that all the time. Like if I go to a restaurant and maybe it isn't the best experience i before firstly, by the way, I would never, the only <laughs> right is positive And I, mm-hmm. I can do that. I just tell people about good things that I, I experienced because I think that goes a lot farther anyways, mm-hmm. but. Before I like tell something negative to someone or whatever, I'm like, okay, why maybe would this experience, whether it's like sitting down somewhere, or buying a product, whatever, what potentially led to this, that might maybe not be a fair representation of what they normally bring to the table, whoever it yeah. is. Right? Yeah. I, think, I think maybe more pause with that would be good. Or like, like Matt said, various, like you guys, like, it's like, what is it that I maybe don't like versus is actually bad? Mm. Yeah. If I don't like Munch, maybe I should stop fucking books. Like, you know what yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I mean? I don't. I don't read his books, by the way. Like <laughs> okay, what beer we had Nate you? What are we doing What are we doing? All oh, right.
1: Was, I, I guess we're back to me now, aren't we? Uh,
3: and I, I was gonna. Okay. Can we do a preface to this. Yes. I, we each gave We gave you each cans of the ten. Matt and I actually don't have that. We just gave those for you guys because we don't have any can of that left. But we just wanted you guys to try it. So the ones okay. that we have left, we of our beers, we have mild yeah. milk as well. Yeah. And, and we, if you guys want to do more beers, I can drink. I have other beers.
0: I'm but, cool with doing. We can save the ten. We can have that separately. And because uh, yeah. if you guys don't have it, that's fine. Because that's six. Yeah. That's 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 good.
1: So. Okay, that's plenty. Yeah. All right. So in that case and the we have um so, so we've talked about the hellas a bunch and uh i'm getting uh, like and i'm getting mighty curious for it so let's do the I'm gonna, Hellas. i'm
3: gonna go grab that one quickly
1: yeah, okay. i'm gonna go to the washroom as
0: well. i was gonna say what i'll do i need to go to the washroom too so maybe i'll just pause so the I. whole thing Let, i'm just gonna pause and yeah. when we come back because then we can all kick start so no one has to rush so I'll pause now take your time you're all good i'm gonna press pause right now and we'll be back in a sec yo Oh and we are back. Oh we're back. Everybody's bladder is sufficiently emptied? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're comfortable now. We're comfortable. And it's time for a Hellas. We're switching it up. Yeah. Okay, really, really stupid question. Could we can you do a Maliko pour from a can? I guess you can't, right? No, you
2: can't. And uh... I know we just talked about so much stuff on Untappd, but my favorite Untapped review of all time is someone, bless their heart, like we called our Dortmunder mostly foam because the amount of foam that we pour up the Lucas or whatever, it was like an inside joke. And someone kind of negatively reviewed the Dortmunder on Untapped because they're like, I poured the beer like as instructed on the can, which said mostly foam. And I just didn't enjoy it. And it's just the first time I was like, oh, oh my I've never, God. Read. I've never read a can and been like, that's how I'm supposed to enjoy it. Like, that's instruction. That's the name of the beer. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> people are special. And, and oh, people in the retail shop will sometimes come in and look at, at Mostly Foam and go like, it's, it's going to be beer, right? I was like,
0: yeah. It's it's, it's just it's a name, great. bro.
2: But the amount of times we started getting asked, it was kind of like, yeah, oh, maybe that joke was mostly for us. And, <laughs>
0: Enough for the uh, yeah. general general consumer.
2: No, yeah, it's, but uh, he, he can't. It's it's tricky to do. But going, I, I, I we've been at this for a while now. But this label, I think, Adam and you can agree or disagree, is to me like the encapsulation of what we were going for with sort of like our design aesthetic, like talking about that, like nod to the historical, like American and European
3: style, like uh, uh, yeah, this. this this and the 12 slash 10 is probably it for
0: me. Cheers, Legends. Cheers. 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 It's a nice switch up.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, nice. Like uh, go for it. I was going to say this, this label, like, I think was the unofficial switch to where we were like, oh, all our labels should kind of like represent... Uh-huh. of what we're going for this more like i I use the word neo-traditional but i don't know if i fully agree with that in terms of like the aesthetic but like borrowing from the old and and, like taking with our own um you know adding our own uh flair to it i'm actually just noticing now i don't know if this is my label or not but there's like a slight the metallic is missing on the end of the t on mile block out which would be hilarious if I just noticed that right
1: now. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. You're oh, right. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. I feel like you should get the label maker on the phone right now, live on air. <laughs> be like, Gavin, I fucking <laughs> told you.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: man.
3: <laughs> that is... That'd be a great TikTok for you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wouldn't
0: put you on blast like that. We would never do Shit,
3: that.
2: That'd <laughs> be pretty. I don't really know fun. how we. I don't know how we missed that. It's like now that I see it, it's super obvious. But um, anyway, whatever. Another oh. label mishap that we had. Um, but no, okay. this is
4: like this is mm.
2: super. When when we first because uh, the original label for this beer was very different, very like sort of like pop arty '90s, almost like graffiti style, mm. and we switched it to this. Kind of in response to the Just a Pills label that we were talking about, and I I just think like the second we saw this, we're like, oh, that's just what we should be doing. Like, it should, like, this is the way we're because it's still very us, it's very in line with like our aesthetic. It does not feel like it is the brand, um, while
0: still feeling like
2: very classic, I'd say,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. This is a great beer, man. This is like it's interesting going from the way that we've doing this in in such a. We had three. Like it's almost like we got progressively darker. And now we're going back to to the beginning on that. Excuse me. It's up uh, yeah. Talk us through the beer. It's like it's exactly what you what you expect from a Hellas. It's four point nine. It's super crushable, crisp, bready, biscuity.
3: Yeah, I think that uh, for me. At least, like, if you go again, like, when if you think, if you think to like the big, like, when I was in Munich, I feel like I'm saying that sentence a lot, but like, there's like, I didn't really try and seek out craft beer at all. I kind of went to the big breweries. It was like Paul Anner, Einger, uh, Augustiner, um, Hackershore, like these breweries that are like, I was looking to go to the source to try these beers and their styles. They've been working on for hundreds of years and you try all of their Hellas and they're all like, honestly, they're all so good, but they're all very different. And it's, that's where like that kind of just personal preference thing comes into play. And for me, um, my favorite Hellas of all time is probably the Augustiner Hellas. And why that is is because obviously it's a very clean, very well-made beer or whatever, but it has this like really, again, this would be a preference thing, kind of sulfury note that in the right amount adds a really nice texture to the beer. I think yeah. um, it's not really there unless you think about it. It's kind of just in the background and it adds a dimension to it where you're sometimes along conditioning, like when you're, very early on, beers can be like super, like rotten, like eggy, like sulfury, like it's in your face. And that, if you age a beer long enough, it blows off. So we actually use the Augustiner or yeast strain with our helles, And so I think that we've gotten it to a point where I'm not saying it's as good. nothing will ever be as good as that beer for me. But um, it's in that realm where we've kind of started to balance those things out, um, where you have that, like Craig, you were saying, that breadiness you have that texture that bland wateriness that we all look for I'm just
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it, it's it's all in balance um, or it's it's starting to all be in balance it's it, it's within that kind of you know that spectrum that we want it to be in um, and and to me like hellas is a beer that you can drink all day you can sit and be like wow i love this beer but then you can just forget about it. And that's the best part is sometimes just forgetting about it. You know, like a beer that you can just be like, oh, this is so good. And then just like enjoy the conversation that we're with. It's kind of like this conversation is in a lot of ways a great encapsulation of it. I know we're talking about the industry and things like that. But it's like we open a beer, you chat about it with your pals and for a second. And then you're like, all right, you <laughs> great. Just keep yapping. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep right so this,
1: this is again a thing of uh, like a beer that you can forget about would have uh, like would have been a great episode name ex- like if we haven't already had uh, it milk, man. the milkman yeah.
0: the yeah. heavy cream yeah don't forget the I, heavy cream yeah
1: a
3: forgettable beer with some forgettable people like, <laughs> 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 oh, that's
0: like oh this is too savage Mm. the heavy cream gets it okay what i really want to get into just because i want to make sure we get this in concrete here was just i'd love to talk about your beer history how you guys both got into beer the, the, it's just so funny to me because literally we do this in the first five to 15 minutes and it's two hours and two and a half just crossed two and a half hours um i think it's fucking hilarious because the conversation was that good we just
3: pardon is that a good sign that we haven't gotten it? Before? Yes, I think
0: it's a fantastic sign. I think this is Oh, it's
1: fantastic. The,
0: this is a phenomenal <laughs> conversation and it's been such a vibe that we've all just ran with where it's where it's going and not had to really worry about the way that we do it. It was just more like, well, it kind of makes sense to talk about that stuff in the beginning, but wow. who gives who gives a shit as long as we get there? Cause I feel like it's now it's almost like kind of cooler because we've had so much context. Yeah. Um about you guys, about how yeah. you've ro- how you've worked in the past and what the deal is. So it'd be cool just to hear how you both—I don't know whoever wants to start—but how you both sort of maybe met and then how you got into beer and then how that led to the brewery. And I know you've got an interesting story, even you know leading up to that. And one of the things that we champion here, I love uh, contract brewery success stories. Because mm. I feel like contract breweries got shit on in this province so bad. And it's been a pet peeve of mine since we started. I hate it so much because I'm like, it's such a great way to start a brewery, and um, Ontario for some reason particularly likes to shit on that and not particularly support that. And I, I don't love it. So whenever there's a I see a brewery that that actually lives that and starts there and then ends up where you guys are at, I'm just like, that's the ultimate kind of fuck you to the people who shit on um uh, on contracts. So I'd love to hear the story, guys. Well, I mean, first and foremost. Adam and I
2: have known each other since I'd say too long. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I, we, we've known each other since high school. We, we went to high school together. Um, yeah, I think, I I guess going from that, like my my history in beer is, is very different than Adam's. And I, uh, we've, we've kind of touched on this when we were talking about like tasting through like tanks and stuff like that. Like, I think what makes us a good team is that we come at this from very different angles. Um, I think my history in beer was, like I said, I I worked in film before this. It was my first sort of like interest came in beer when I was uh, over in Belgium doing a documentary about uh, brewers coming over to Canada to to work. It was like a corporate sponsored Mm. documentary. It was very cool, but I got to hang out with a lot of brewers in Belgium and Belgian brewing culture which I really like it's not my favorite style of beer in the world no no shots to, to Belgium and the beer it's amazing but like it was it was like the first time I was like oh this is so different than what I ever kind of imagined and then came back and started wanting to like kind of shift gears into a different industry and then that's how Adam and I connected but I think Adam's journey is a little bit more interesting than mine so I'll I'll cede the floor to him while I drink beer number five. five that was
0: yeah that was a long count <laughs> <laughs> definitely shows it's been five beers
3: yeah <laughs> um for me uh i like yeah like matt was saying i we've known each other since high school so we've been like matt and i were like friends in high school and then like weren't really like friendly when we saw each other throughout yeah yeah, yeah these again like when we after we graduated started seeing each other again but like mm-hmm. in between, like i i went to school in montreal i went to mcgill Dang uh yes, let's go oh five one four oh, uh oh, don't yeah. <laughs> have my number anyway <laughs> um <laughs> i gotta get a local one um studied economics uh i kind of like if i like the more and more i get we get into this the more and more i kind of look back and i was like, oh, I realized very soon that that wasn't for me, I don't think. Not that I wasn't like, didn't have the mind. I just didn't have the passion for it or anything. But, you know, you spend years doing something. I did my undergraduate in that and I got a job in finance in Toronto. And uh, I just felt like I had to like give it a shot. But like the more and more I went down the line, I just like, I didn't like it. And uh, my cousin, we have like, it's not a family cottage, but it it was my aunt's cottage, which we all kind of go to. Uh, this is kind of like coinciding a bit when like Bellwoods opened um so april 2012. yeah yeah so started bringing beers up uh it was a couple of years after that so it's like 2013 2014 2015 kind of range okay started bringing beers up to the cottage i remember like he would bring like grizzly bear which was it was like their brown ale and whatever just like random beers from there and i would like often be like yeah oh, i was drinking like boreal and pabst and molson dry and whatever uh at school And then like everyone has with whatever it is that like one, the one I don't even remember. I actually think it might've been wizard world to be honest. Mm, Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, started drinking that. And then I just like, I have a personality whenever I become interested in something, I just become obsessed with it. And so I started getting like, just like deep diving into the shallow end of the beer thing, kind of coinciding with me, like graduating and like finding my way in the working professional world and also hating it. um, and eventually, like, my buddy and I, Rafi, from school, who also went to McGill with me, we started homebrewing, like, real, like, not to make meth a theme of this podcast, but, like, like real bathtub-style, like, kind of <laughs> homebrewing, like...
0: raking bad shit.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, and we started doing that, and I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I should, like, give this a shot. And I kind of had this whole plan laid out. Like, I had been going to Volo. Uh, Burea Volo, Bar Volo for many years. I had become friendly with Julian and Tom. Um, And my whole kind of plan was like, all right, I knew they were opening up their second spot and they were going to have a brewery there. Here's what I'll do. I'll get a job there while they open up their second spot. Maybe I can get like brewing experience there. And then there's this program in Chicago and Munich that I can go to. And then I can go do that. I can get a job somewhere. And maybe one day I'll open my own brewery. Right, And this is like a 10-year plan, let's say. I don't know. I didn't know what the time that was. And so I got, and they took a chance. I had no serving experience, whatever. I went to Fioria in college, and I worked there for a while. And, and Julian and Tom, like, I'm very grateful to them. They like, they were like, yeah, we know you. Like, you've known. They gave me a job. And that, for that whole project, took a bit longer than I expected, whatever. And in the meantime, Matt and I were friends. And he mm-hmm. approached me today, kind of like from the other side of what he just told you. And was like, hey, I have this idea. And it's like a really weird thing when you have like a plan and a progression in mind. And then someone approaches you and you're like, oh, wait, this is like a lot sooner than what I was planning out in my head. Like, am I ready for this? Is this a smart play? Is blah 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 and whatever? And eventually got to the decision where I was like, Yeah, yeah, like why would you not like like there's nothing to lose? By the way, between this, there's like 14 months of unemployment. So that's that was a real, that was a real like kind of fire under my ass as well. So we started this thing, which this was like March or whatever, mid 2019. And eventually, I think we yeah, we uh, it was early
2: 2019. I think I think we got together like in earnest because there was like it, again, it, it, it's it's weird that we were we were on like parallel tracks, not really talking about because like while Adam is doing this that side of being like, Oh, I will homebrew and get to know this side of the industry. I was also unemployed because I was working in the film industry and uh, I was like, Oh, I'll go work. I I worked at um, Brunswick on their packaging line for like Mm. five months. And I got a sense of, okay, this is what this kind of looks like. And then I worked for an agency for a couple months and I was like, okay, this is how I like to do this. And like, um, buddy of mine, um, Ben, who now works for, or is part of like sort of the ACE iconic group, like cottage springs. Like they, he, he, he kind of walked me through what it looks like to like be a rep for the LCPO and like how to become an agent. And, uh, and some offsite sales, what that looks for. So like, I was getting this part, I was getting that part of the industry experience while Adam was getting the other side of the industry, industry experience. And then, yeah, I kind of was like, oh, okay, maybe this is what I'll do instead. I know nothing about the brewing side. I know about like this side of thing, but I don't know anything about this. I knew Adam wanted to do that. And then we're just like having beers and then it was just like, Oh fuck it. You know what? This is, this makes way more sense for us to do this together because I think mm-hmm. like it, it, it's, it's, it's so, I think we'd have both like done things in a bit. I, I sometimes think about like what the Adam brewery would look like and what the Matt brew would look like. And I think they'd both be kind of insane. I think the Adam one would be more successful because he has the talent. Um, but like, <laughs> but it's kind of just like, Oh, this just makes more sense because we had kind of been learning this stuff on parallel tracks at the same time. And then, yeah, that was, I think we officially kind of like started it together. I'll say like super early 2019, like okay. February of 2019. Yeah. And then we got it together and then, yeah, we contracted
3: probably three years at that point. Cause didn't well, open. it was like, when we opened in July of 2022, and like I think yes. like the the end goal was always what we're doing now. I, I, I wouldn't say like I would be lying if I said it was what we are doing now, mm-hmm. but it was what we were gonna do now, if that makes sense. Like the end goal was always to have a place where mm-hmm. we can have people come in. The one thing I learned about spots like because I told you my cousin started bringing beers from Bellwoods, and naturally I started like going there. And when I learned very quickly, and I guess I was just lucky that that was one of the first places I went was like, how important an experience is to your brand. Mm. One of the reasons why I love Bellwood so much, and I'm not saying a great beer, but it's almost independent of that. That's just the cherry is because I have so many great memories there with friends, with family, with whatever whether it's a quick drink on the patio or putting in it as what Matt and I like to call a shift where we're there mm-hmm. for six, eight hours where you had other plans and you canceled them all and just stayed there all day.
4: Like mm-hmm.
3: have that positive association. And I think that Matt, that was something not necessarily for that place, but just in general, we had this commonality of like, we have had those places in our life, whether it be eating, drinking, sitting down, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's positive association where it's like someone can build an association in their mind where if you can build that space for them, they will come back. They will tell people about it. You will in theory be successful if you can also couple that with a product that you work hard at and are proud of. Um, so that was always our end goal. I think was to like Mm. have a place like that. I don't Mm. think I would be lying if I said, I knew what that was going to be. Um, because like at that point in time when we started like my drinking, like Craig, we were talking about this a bit, like my drinking patterns were very different. Maybe they were like tailing off of like the hazy IPAs and stuff like that. Not because like, just like for me personally, but I I just knew that if you built that, like it's, it's the, not to be cheesy, but it's like the field of dreams argument, right? Like if you build it, they will come Mm -hmm. right. Like And so as we kind of went through it, like that program, because we started this sooner, like that Mm -hmm. was. I'm not putting off, but like, I have to find time to do while we're doing this, which I did. And I'm very excited. That's where I learned everything because I didn't have any commercial brewing experience. Like even home brewing, like I did, but I didn't like, I don't know. Like even still, like uh, I think I'll say for myself, like I have like huge amounts of imposter syndrome. Like when I'm talking to like, we'll talk about it on our next beer because it's the only Czech beer we have in our lineup. But like, Mm -hmm. Being, this sounds like super lame and whatever, but like, I don't know. For me personally, like, I'm a huge fan and like admirer of Godspeed and what they've done. Not only them, who I now am lucky enough to consider a friend, but like people like Max, who was there, who's like a great guy, and Jeff, who was there, who's a great guy, and like these people who I consider my friends and can learn from, right? Like, I'm talking to these people sometimes and I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And I know it's just beer. Like, it's only a beer. But, like, that's our industry as well, right? So, like, for me, those are people who I, like, admire and, like, I, 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 I would love to learn a lot from and be in a position to work with and whatever. And so, like, to be, like, in those... I don't even fully remember where I was going with that. I lost my... <laughs> okay,
0: it's being number five. It's okay, bro. Seriously.
3: number five. But it's, like, you know, like, all those things are important. To have those people, it's important. And, like, I think we always wanted to have a place where we could, no matter what it was, and we kind of leaned into the beers we're making now anyways, like mm-hmm. as we are drinking more. And as I, and Craig, like I was telling you, like I spent time in Munich and I really like just felt passionate about the lager side. And I think that Matt was very closely like with me or kind of a bit behind me, probably just because I kept bringing him beers that I really like. And he would drink them and be like, Oh, it is good. And then like, eventually it's just like, yeah. Yeah you know what I
2: mean. The, the yeah, I can, same shit. Like, yeah. The thing I can still remember is when we were
3: like planning out what our
2: brewery would look like. Yeah, I was like, and we'll have a space for like feral aging. And that yeah has <laughs> yeah. uh, just like yeah. gone out the window. And like I, I think I think the thing is like obviously I'm I'm fully converted. Like I just want to drink this that's all I want to drink. Mm. But the side of this industry that um, interests me was always like I like the selling part of it, honestly. Like mm. I my 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 dad's a constant salesman. Like I learned from him like it's been in my blood since I was born. Like all that shit. Like uh I think like looking at a beer and being like, oh going out and selling this, like how do we make this work and stuff like that? Like the the puzzle pieces behind it, I think is really cool. And I think that there's like there's a good balance where you can find it's like, oh, okay. You make like, I think, I think we make we make our lives easier because Adam gives me, in my humble opinion and truthful opinion, I think the best product in the province. It's easy for me to go sell that shit, whether it's over the bar or to a or or to another bar. It's like, oh yeah. I th- I, I truly believe when I tell people I'm like this is the best. Is every single one the best? No, I think there are some styles, like, that I will – like, we, we always pump up Godspeed, like, there's some, you know, like, there's, you know there's beers It's like, their, their Czech styles are unbelievable compared to ours, but, like, focusing on German that we did really early on has, like, weirdly put us in a really strong position in this province because, like, you'd be shocked mm. at the amount of breweries that didn't focus a lot on German-style beers early on like a weird thing to think mm-hmm. about because it's German style beers. Like there's so, such a rich history, but like, mm. I think within the first, we didn't put out our first non-German beer, Adam, what was it like a year in something like that? Like it was a long time. I mean, we did like an Italian pills. We did a Vienna lager and stuff like that. But like for the most part, we are just focusing on German styles, which I thought was like a really conscious effort, but a smart effort to kind of like, have this thing that we stuck on and like I I think this idea of like having a brewery in this province or anywhere honestly where it's just like we just make beer we make all this different kinds of beer I don't know where that's going to be in like a couple of years from now I think you kind of come got to come out and be like this is the kind of stuff we like to make I don't care what that is
3: but you got to be like this is. The, this
4: is the stuff we make.
3: I think that yeah. like yeah I, I think that I think a huge kind of groundbreaker for us, which was not like any calculation whatsoever, was Efeweizen. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And like German meat beer. Just like I spent time there and I, I, I just love that beer so much. And we just made it and then have been pursuing that and Dunkelweizen and like right. different attributes of that. And like just like the weird gap that I didn't even, uh, I maybe Matt did, I didn't think that, that it would fill. Like you no know, great approachable style of beer that appeals to everyone—beer drinkers, non-beer drinkers. Like you know, not, not when I say non-beer drinkers, I mean non-beer drinkers. Like not us four in this chat right now. Like right, people right. Just, more casual
0: yeah. approach.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and like I, I just think that like going back to what I said about focus and like being passionate about something. Never mind like being fulfilling for yourself and whatever and all the cheesy stuff, which is true, but cheesy. If you think about it from a business perspective, it's so easy to draw people in with something that you yourself are passionate about. Like, because it means one, like, I think innately, eventually your product's going to be good, right? It's going to be better. You're going to want to make it better. And you're going to like, people are attracted to things that like someone who's talking to them is passionate about even if it's from a selling perspective, right? Like mm. it's so you guys, like if in the positions, like even if like you're just amongst friends and you guys are really passionate about a beer from a brewery or whatever, or going to a brewery or whatever, like I'm sure they're into it most of the time, at least to give it a try. Right. Cause it's just like, they see your passion and they're like, this is my, like, it, you know what I mean? There's like, I feel like trust and passion are somewhat intertwined like that. And like, if you can have more of it and be more, caring about what you're putting out and there are there are a lot of breweries that do that in the province like we are not by any means the first or the last people that are going to do that but i think what like nat was saying like the just blindly putting out things because it's a trend or you think it's popular i don't know how that is gonna go going forward because like you're saying like Craig, like Nate, like you've seen, like the closures and stuff like that. Like, it's it's more than ever. Everything, unfortunately, and like, yeah, I, I don't want any of that to happen. I wish we could all, like, be like, you know, 2016, 2017, like, everyone just, you know, thriving, put some fruit in a sour, and you're good to go forever. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But it's like, unfortunately, it's not like that. And I think also, this is just a coincidental thing coincidental part and I meant to say this a while ago like in our conversation like I think we're lucky that the be that we're passionate about is very widely um ex- accepted what's the word drunk yeah. it's yeah, like it's consumed. a whole thing right like the amount of people that have come in who have I guess don't know what we are and they're like oh yeah I'll get a Canadian and it's like okay instead of being not that I Matt or I or anyone who works for us would ever be an asshole. But instead of being like, well, we don't do that here. It's like, okay, well, listen, we don't have that here. We're a brewery, we make all our beer in house, but here's what we focus on. Here's what we have on tap right now that might be similar to that. Um, a big one was in the summer. People would come and We had our shank beer on tap, which is like was like a 3.4% version of our pellets us say that. Mm. And, and we would say, here's what we have. Here's why it's similar to that. And maybe just give it a try and that might be something that's up your alley. And like I personally had three people, which for me is a lot because I don't work the bar that much, who would mm-hmm. come in and they were looking, they came in being like, I'll take a Canadian. And they stayed for three half liters a day. Wow. Right? So it's like that kind of thing where it's like, I guess that it, maybe we're lucky that it's more approachable and like it, it, it resonates with more people who might not be in the world or care about the world that we're in and like talk about but yeah, I, I just think that, yeah, it's going to be an interesting world going forward. And like you want to try and like be passionate about what you're doing. I think that'll help make people feel welcome about coming in and like educating them in a non-pretentious way about why you're doing what you do, why it's worth what they have to pay because people work hard for their money. Right. And they're willing to go on less and less places and just like kind of like or better or for worse, lean into that. I think that's kind of how we are going to get through it. I don't even remember where we started on that rant.
1: Holy
0: shit! It's so good. I feel like it. Oh no, man, that was gold. Yeah, y'all just dropping gems on everybody here. Um, we were really just trying to just talk, get the beer history and all of your sort of like <laughs> um, philosophy.
2: Well,
0: up. you're talking about your <laughs> philosophy of beer, so it was completely the oh, question that we were raven. asking um what i'm thinking now we're coming up on three hours let's crack this last beer yeah, okay, um we'll we can get into one. a few photos it's the 12 we're doing right 12 yeah let's go. so this is the uh first and only czech beer we're doing this evening which is uh very cool Let me show you this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check that. Get it? Check that out.
1: <laughs> uh, Thanks, oh, Nate. Thanks Jesus for
0: appreciating. Christ. Hey, 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 hey.
1: <laughs> that was pretty good, no? No, that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> nice. that, that, that was pretty good, actually.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you, Nathan. All right. We're fucking doing it.
1: Um, now, you have a curfew. I'm sorry to keep you guys. So we're sorry to keep you guys in the long.
0: Run. No, it's uh, it's all good.
1: No, you uh, no, you know what? Um, I, I, I was uh like i'm i'm kind of dying my like i've got an 18 month old son who's going to be waking me up at six o'clock but this conversation is just like is just so good that like i can't uh, like I, I can't walk away from it it's is uh, like i'm truly truly enjoying this i like appreciating your guys insight and your time and it's just been a pleasure chatting with you so like this has been fantastic
0: well if yes, i'm getting- having a terrible
2: time drinking beers with friends yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is probably the best. Uh, if you're going to have a podcast, have a fucking beer podcast, man. It's the yeah. best because the people are the coolest, and then you all get drunk together. So, even if, you know, obviously uh, not every brewery is sort of like, you know, rip ready fucking to go on a podcast, not everyone feels comfortable, get a few of these bad boys in your mate. Everyone's ready to yap. So, it's. Uh, I, can't wait
2: to, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, oh my God, there's three
3: hours of this. <laughs> There's oh yeah. on <laughs> file somewhere. Nate, if it makes you feel any better, Matt's like my eighteen year old, eighteen month old son that's going to wake me up at six in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fine. There like you go. People who wake up at six
2: a.m.
0: in the morning—it is not me. So let's. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm. Oh, f- tell me about it. the only time I'm ever getting up at six a.m. is if I got to get a flight, and even then I'm pissed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> how many times <laughs> I'll wake up for a flight at six a.m. and go, I don't need to go there. Yeah. I hate traveling. I will just be like, no, I don't need to. Honestly, I'll bro, I'll sit at the edge. I'll sit at the edge of the bed and be like, no, it doesn't. Do we hard. have to? I'd rather
1: get. Yeah, I'd be like, I do we have to? Is this yeah, no, like, um, how much do I really want to go there? <laughs> yeah, do you know what
0: the best part is honestly, like, I haven't flown since December twenty nineteen, and I have no <laughs> intention. My girlfriend and I, if my if my car can't take me there, then I don't want to go there at this particular it, point it, in time. All right, I like. We that. drove. That's my. It's the best way bro. We drove to Florida. I was telling Adam like we drove to Florida for a month. We drove to Key West. You think Hamilton all the way to Key West? The we took photos at the southernmost point of the continent. And like we just drove down there and it was lit because you can go to breweries all the fucking way down. It's mm-hmm. the best. Fuck f- and the planes, what are they doing? Losing your baggage. You got to sit next to some dickhead. They can't take a fucking dog on there. They make it super difficult. Like Bro, what's the point? Air, air, I hate airports. You got to drink whack beer and eat overpriced food and wait oh, on people's no. time. I hate being on someone else's time. Fuck you. I can leave last. when I damn well please.
2: But I like last. other airports. Like, yeah, I like the last what? flight I took was when we were I was going to my the milkman's bachelor party in uh, hey, New Orleans. Milkman. But It'll we stopped clean. over in we stopped over in Atlanta <laughs> and we went to a ludicrous uh, spot. Like, I guess he's like a chicken spot that's in uh, in Atlanta, but is in the airport. And I was just drinking. What's the, Adam, what's the big, like, Sweetwater? Atlanta Atlanta Brewery? Oh, Halfway Crooks. Halfway Crooks. Oh, well, you had Halfway just, uh, Crooks in the airport? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, because it's at, uh, like, Ludacris has built, like, I guess a chain of, like, chicken spots that have like craft beer on them. So I was just drinking halfway crooks for like three hours waiting for a flight. It was
4: awesome.
0: Amazing. Well, I, crooks, uh, Amazing. Fire. We went, I was telling Adam Unreal. we went there in Atlanta. It was, it was so great.
2: Crispy is a Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their pills are Killer. spectacular.
0: It's so yeah. good. All that shit is fire. Speaking of fire crispies, get these Czech pills. They're up here. Yeah. Oh, actually, Cheers. I'm sorry. It's a Czech pale lager. I apologize.
3: This is our like 12 degree. You guys have the 10. Which we didn't
0: No, but we're doing just the 12th tonight, and I kind of feel mm-hmm. like six beers is suitable. Yeah,
3: that was just for
0: your own personal leisure. Well, I appreciate that and I value that and I will be leisurely enjoying that beer tomorrow, mm-hmm. don't you? Fucking worry. Indeed. About
1: that, Indeed.
0: Um tell us about this beer. So this is
3: our Czech twelve degree payload. The ten is our ten degree. So it's kind of like in in check pub drinking culture, like it's kind of like the 10 degree is like your pub strength. So ours is 3.7% as you guys can see you at the can. can. Um, it's kind of like a beer you would drink all night. That's kind of your Czech pale lager. Technically, mm-hmm. like your of you beer like Czech premium pale lager. It's like a bit, it's the same for us, it's the same recipe. This was like a bit more oomph. So okay. for us, we do this very traditionally, like all Czech saws, all four malted Bohemian Pilsner malts, very long brew day, like very intense, uh, decoction, mash. Like, like we try to do it as traditional as possible. Check yeast, we use the wood fire yeast. Um, and then like a very cold, long fermentation, long conditioning time, all that stuff. Okay. Um, and we've only done these two Czech beers. Um, we actually have some cool Czech beers coming up with some malts that we've sourced from, uh, Indiana, someone, I, I, Craig, I was telling you a bit about some breweries. I went down and visited Yes. um, Chicago and on the way to Chicago and managed to get introduced to slash drink some beers with malt that were from this, uh, kind of smaller mulster. Um, and he's using a very kind of like, I'd say rare, like hard to find. He brought back a handful of seeds from the Czech Republic with him and his wife that are of Czech heritage back to his farm in Indiana. And he grew them up over years and finally is now able to sell them to the public. And I'm really excited to work with them. We worked with some really cool breweries, but beers that I drank that were made with them are great. Other than that, these are the two Czech beers that we've made. And part of that is like, I was mentioning, and like, I don't want to, like obviously like I've mentioned, like how close we are with, you know, Godspeed and like those guys and, and, and how much we respect what they do. And part of that is because like, One, how much I respect the brewing culture of the Czechs and, like, Mm how little I knew about it. And we didn't want to make beers from there until we kind of were comfortable with our system and kind of knew the approach we wanted to take with them to hopefully make the best beer possible. But also, like, I think there's something to say, like, I think we all know that Godspeed has, like, Rightfully so, cornered out a bit of the market from the Czech perspective. They make, in my opinion. I, I haven't been there, but judging by who they've worked with and everything, world class, I'm willing to say, confidently, Czech bloggers. And like yeah. we didn't they're like making a bunch of those beers. Like, you know, like we started off with like Matt was saying, like, I think we were like very focused on the German side of things. Like I, I don't know if there's anyone else that's like strongly focusing on that and pretty much only that um in our immediate area i will say not i can think of yeah
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: um and so we didn't want to like impose on that for godspeed but we're very also interested in that brewing culture and wanted to try and like give our own take on it and like you know throw our hat into the ring so to speak that makes sense um absolutely so these are the two beers that we've made so far we're pretty proud of them they've come over you know the first the 10 we released as one of the three beers we did for our first anniversary like first anniversary for our own space and then this we just kind of put out uh within the last couple of weeks so yeah
4: yeah
0: it's great yeah. man
3: mm-hmm. Amazing. I think it's,
0: yeah that, that's super um like you know 4.5 percent. so it's that czech pale lager so they're super crushable they're very very light beers um, malty caramel, bready, a little bit herbal and grassy in there. Um, There's like this
2: beautiful, like candied lemon note as well mm. that I'm really, really, that like has like grown on me because it's the one mm. I work behind the bar a lot more or I'm at there or whatever. And like, you know, it gets boring. Just, you know, Daddy needs a beer every now and then. Like <laughs> I find myself just reaching for the 12 more and more over the last like week and a half. Huh. And it's just it scratches that particular itch mm. that I think Czech loggers do so well where it has like it's it's almost like the synthesis of everything like it's like a Dortmunder and a Pilsner and a Hell like not really a Hells, but it's like a Dortmunder and Pils had like a baby where you get that like minerality, that bitterness, mm. that multi character mm. like beautiful like little candied lemon kind of note or preserved lemon kind of note as well and they all come together and this one for me is just like oh I could drink this all the time now I say that and then you drink it all the time and you're like I would like something new but like <laughs> yeah. this this one definitely like I, I think just- one of the great things
3: about Chuck Lager is like it it balances like it straddles this line between like, like you're saying drinkability but in contrast to what we've been talking about with german lager it actually strives for body depending on what like you are trying to straddle that drinkability that pop presence like matt's saying but also that body and that malt character that makes you know it's there like it's not it, it falls off but it doesn't fall off and a lot of these like contradictory like sentences i'm realizing by the way i'm fully aware of what is coming out of my mouth um, see now
1: see see, see now, now like now, now we're a good uh, like we're a good six beers in so like really like, this is where the good stuff comes out
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like i think that's why these beers like the way they're brewed they're brewed so traditional like we were talking about before like uh aging times and things like that like do you think there's a certain thing and at a certain point where it's like diminishing returns. And I was saying, like, decoction mashing is kind of like another aspect of the brewing process that's like that for me, where like a lot of people would argue that it is a super inefficient use of time, which I would agree with. But it is efficient, in my opinion, if you're trying to get a certain, uh, dimension to your end product hmm. like i think there are things you can accomplish with proper decoction mashing that you cannot accomplish in any other way and yes it takes more time and you could get to that s- s- not same point but a, a similar end point and without doing it yes but like you get that like depth that structure that body without having to add more malt and getting that sweetness that goes along with it like it, and for i think there's no better example with that than check logger like you, mm-hmm. you have all those things working together where it's like it lets you know it's there and then it's gone but you can still somehow drink it all night like so... alcohol... go sorry on. go ahead no no please you no know, that, that's it like I, that's kind of like you know and i'm not again this is not there but like the like drinking bin bin's beer like for me i i tell him all the time for me, the his 10 degree, the one... Do you remember the one I'm talking about? It's like the yep. white label. It's got like the kind of like checker... like check flag. flag. Yeah. He hasn't made that in so long. I always ask him about that every time he makes it. I'm like, that is probably my favorite... One of my favorite beers I've had. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect blend of everything. Drinkability, but oomph. But it's like there. And like, I, I don't know... I'm sure he has obviously his reasons. He would make it, you know, whatever. But that like beer, he's doing
0: Sklepnik more, like the the pitch lined, uh, yeah, barrel yeah, aged one. But also a phenomenal beer. Like oh,
3: it's not it's not oh. like a you know one or the other, but it's yeah, that is one of my favorite beers from him. Um, mm. And I think it's just like Czech pale lager in general is just like a perfect when done right is like a perfect balance of everything.
0: Mm. I think yeah, what I'm sort of hearing... Couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. And what and the best part about it, though, from the true history side, was you've got mostly German stuff that we had tonight, then you have this. And it's totally different. And I feel like it's 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 really illustrating the point that, like, within the realm of sort of lagers and pilsners, there's so much differentiation. Like, none of these six beers that we've had tonight taste the same at all. They're so deeply different. And then if you look at Godspeed, who do it all check... All oh, their shit is totally different to your stuff, so it's like there is room in the market. Yeah,
3: so, even well, yeah.
0: well, they do great German stuff, like they like release they do too. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oil, it's like, like the think. opposite to y'all.
3: Yeah, sorry.
0: They're, they're, they they do mostly Czech with a little bit of German. You do mostly yeah. German with a little bit of Czech. Yeah.
2: Yes. So it, see the 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 thing that you said that I. I've kind of come around on and actually something that I will tell people when they come into the bar sometimes. And again, I don't mean this to be a shit on hazy's session. That's not my point. But like the con, like we drank six different lagers, the variety and the difference between all those lagers. You crazy. you, You just won't find that in IPAs. Like you just won't like west coast style east coast that's style. thing that's just like a generality thing huh. yeah it's it's a generality thing like you you definitely can but like you've got I know a, what you mean. a german style Dunkel. you've got like a bigger version of the helles you got the helles you got the märzen you have got the Czech style you've got just a pills like the subtleties like when you think of like loggers and you put them together you're like oh there's just a bunch of loggers but like the subtleties aren't that subtle when you drink them back to back where I think that with, like, the IPPA world that has been so dominant and has done so well in this province and in this, in this country, and this is nothing to say about the, the producers of that product. I'm not, I'm not denigrating the, the product itself. I'm talking about the spectrum. I think the spectrum of loggers is actually larger than people think. Maybe that's a better way of putting it.
0: That's that, a fact. That's a
1: fact. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's I don't agree with that.
0: Undoubtedly a fact. And I yeah. think people don't understand it unless you go to a place like True History and actually see it. And you're mm. like, whoa, these are all lagers. These are all so different. And you could have a yeah. different experience. We've like, it, It's very, very impressive to have six different beers in an evening that are uh, completely different and give and mm-hmm. you a completely different tasting experience. And it doesn't feel like you've just been sitting on lagers all night. You know, it's like, it can be, yeah. you do want that difference yet. Like kind of what you said, Matt, where you're like, Oh, I could drink this forever. Then you drink it forever. You're like, Oh fuck, I want something else. Whereas like, <laughs> we've been drinking lagers all night. I could not be more satiated. And I'm a dude who likes a bit of variety in the styles. More yeah, Satiated. no oh, like, it's so, <laughs> so different. Like,
1: no, like, 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 truthfully, like, like, Craig and I are both like pretty, like, pretty intense haze boys, and like, I, like, I'm so happy right now. So I'm deeply happy. So happy right now. Like, like, I'm not, uh, like, I'm not wishing I was drinking haze right now. I, like, like, the like the beers tonight have been so fucking money. Yeah, uh,
0: and, and then it scratches it. that itch of like. Sort of, sort of speaking, were we talking about it earlier? I don't even know, bro. It's been six beers. But like, you know, I, I, I start every drinking session. My optimal drinking session is some sort of crispy. Uh If I got short cans, I like to do two and two different ones. Maybe like a Hellas and a Dark Lager or, you know, mm. something like that, just to try and switch them up. Or Vienna and a, and a Czech, something like that. And then go on to maybe like a lighter, you know, 6.5 IPA, then maybe like a Westie and then like a double IPA and then like a... a a low ABV stout or a sow or something like that
4: Mm. and
0: that's like a nice like nice evening for me but like you know definitely doing a couple of crispies so to have six crispies and like Nate said and it's not bullshit like completely satiated by the six different varieties of this like I don't feel any need like oh man I can't wait till this wraps up so I can grab a crispy Uh, sorry uh, a hazy boy (laughs) like I feel grab another crispy like not
1: at all grab that grab that 10
0: grab that you know like yeah, it's it's just so cool. It's really cool to 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 see it and to actually experience it. Because Nate, I could probably say we've never done a podcast like this where we've had six, no, uh, never. lager family beers in a in a row that are all nope. extremely different, and then like. No, nah, I could drive a car now, nah, and maybe not. But you I, know, I
2: thought you, I thought, I thought you were going to say you've never done a podcast like this because of the two people
1: on the podcast. Not that. Oh well, you guys are spectacular. Exactly. Well, well, like, We've the, done the, six the, beers before. That, I mean, that's yeah, actually, that's actually we, we true too, To be uh, the, mm. that's actually true too. To be honest, this is one of. Uh, like, like this has been one of the easiest free-flowing conversations on a like on a podcast that we've ever had uh, like at least any of the ones that I've been involved with uh, involved with I'm pretty comfortable saying and to take nearly like, three like, hours like, this has really been like this has really been a, like a genuine pleasure and it has been so easy chatting Ooh. with you guys
0: the wow. conversation is fire and no no that's not <laughs> Nate's not exaggerating this shit is you guys know how how easy this went and on top of that, it just the way that the beers flowed, the fact that it took two and a half plus hours or whatever to get to the first question is like <laughs> indicative of, of how fire the conversation was. And well, I'm we like,
2: spent thirty minutes talking about lactose, so <laughs> we don't <laughs> even make milkshake salads.
4: I just forgot for about it. it. Please, I <laughs> well, mean, maybe like,
1: like, and we could change that, Maddie. Like, we we yeah. nearly killed Craig. Like, 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 like we nearly <laughs> broke him.
4: <laughs>
0: it was i just want to thank you guys for that laugh like i i think I know, i'm a big fan of comedy i like having fun on podcasts it's just beer, we can't take this stuff too seriously but for some reason the the milkman and the heavy cream just fucking kill me it's the funniest shit i could just i could just pitch it as i can't wait to meet alan right
2: <laughs> uh, Alan's Alan's our GM. Which oh, way, is, we should also meet him. Yeah,
0: big ups, uh, Alan. I can't fucking wait to get down. First up,
2: the fact that we've talked three hours about this company that we started and haven't mentioned Alan is the longest we've talked about True Rescue. Like Alan is yeah. a whole separate podcast. We he uh, is
0: he Alan's is the goat. He's is, the
2: goat. We got to figure yeah. out a way to get us all down to Buffalo with Alan. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm pretty we'll close. Let's at
3: Gabriel's Great. gate. You trying his now? Anyway, no. I'll
0: try Alan's milk pause. No problem. Let's fucking go. Heavy cream from Alan. Alan's oh heavy cream. Oh my god! <laughs> I paused. I paused it. Um. And what's the name of the milkman again? Uh. So his name's Alex, but Alex he's Raz. He's Raz. Raz. Though. Big up Raz. Yeah.
4: Big it's Raz.
0: just. I don't know. I I feel like it cleaned my sinuses. I laughed that hard. It was uh. It was just glorious, and I appreciate you both. It's um. No, for real though, like honestly, you guys are both fucking champions, but like the, the, the actual products that you guys are putting out are obviously, um, very thoughtful, uh, intentional, which I love. And, and like you've really created So I, I can't fucking wait to get down there, um, to actually yeah, see same. it in person and to get some wecos in me. Cause I, <laughs> I, so there's, there's some challenges for the milkman. It's just the UFC because it's about to be a problem. It's about to be a oh. problem for Alex. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
1: heavy you, cream division. Yeah, let's <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've still, ne- I, I've still never had a miliko pour myself. So I like, oh, I feel like you It's gonna have to happen. The true Oh, I want
0: to deliver your first heavy cream milico directly.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I said I paused
0: it earlier. Oh when you Pause God. it. Oh it's fine. God um so i had one sort of like you know we're coming in three and a quarter hours i know everyone's like it's 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 been a time i just wanted to get the last thing here because we didn't really touch on this that much yeah i once again being a contract brewery and, and Turning that into a uh, a physical space, I think is is a beautiful thing, and I feel like Ontario has had an unfortunate history of uh, not really supporting contract breweries um, along the way. And I think I think personally as a business owner, that contracting is the smartest way to start a brewery to then you know test out the market, lead that through. Is there anything you guys can just speak to on why you started contracting to then get you to where you're at now? Is was was there like a plan? Was it to kind of market test and learn the LCBO system and and blah 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 or, or you know is there anything you can say on that?
2: Um, I think from the contracting side it I think Adam would maybe agree with this it's like it's a money thing like this is not a cheap business to get yeah. into you need a lot of capital to open a brewery especially of our size because we talked a little bit about like how s- means more for us as a lager brewery than it does as like a you know, like a hazy brewery or whatever because we need more nice. tanks we need more time um yeah it was a great way to sort of like test the market test, and going to like adam's point about imposter syndrome like we were let me start this we would have been like 26 ish when we started this like we were idiots like no one should have trust us with the amount of money that it took to open a space like this. So like <laughs> to have a system in place that basically like lets you be like, Hey, market test your ideas um, in sort of a, with a safety net environment, like is a, is a great system. Now Adam will speak to it better than I can the same or, W- will agree with me that, like, the styles of beer we were making in terms of the contract brewing provided some challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a lot of- our podcast. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's sort of one of those like, it is a we are we respect the people that we were contract brewing with basically when we were coming in and being like, hey, we want to lager this for like six weeks or whatever, being like, are you out of your mind? It's like, yeah, they're not wrong. They are a hundred percent right to be like, "Why are you?" No, like that's a bad business model. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they actually there's a couple beers that we got away with actually doing that long on, and I think those are like we got very lucky with 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 getting that amount of time. No, maybe not six weeks, but like getting more time than we should have. Yeah. Wow. That's. Getting,
4: uh... It, yeah, it's in, yeah, that's quite so, something. So, <laughs> yeah. so, we
2: got we we got lucky occasionally with some of the beers that we made, but like those beers sold really well, and we were able to sort of show people like, hey, this is what we can do. Contracting, and it also forced us not to take this podcast even longer, but it forced us to um, sell to licensees very early on because that's basically the only way we can make money so we opened our brewery with like a good resume of like licensees and bars and restaurants you mm-hmm. yeah. can could, we could work with so it weren't it wasn't like we were opening completely new being like hey licensees which is like growing more and more like a super important part of our business being like oh man we gotta start from scratch while also like adam and i spending almost every waking hour at the bar being like okay wait how do we sell this like we basically started being like yeah we've got like 30 licensees mm-hmm. that we can call basically whenever we want being like, Hey, we got beer. And they're like, yeah, we'll take it at this point. Like gotcha. that. I think that's the single most invaluable part of contracting for us. Yeah. in Yeah. That moment.
0: Yeah. That's good advice though. For people. Cause it's, uh, it's more just like to illustrate the, and that's great. Illustrate the benefits of it, you know, in a, in a province it, that typically doesn't celebrate it. And it's sort of like set. It set you up for success, essentially, is what you're saying. You learned a lot. You got contracts. You learned what's good and what's not good. You dealt with these contract breweries, and you had your challenges with them, and and maybe didn't get the exact end product that maybe you wanted, but at least you got some brand recognition out there and, in the and market. I, and, I'll,
2: and I'll say this to the market, honestly, respect the hell of them for. Understanding because you guys talked about like contracting in this province and whatever. I, I think and Adam and I agree with this. Your first impression is so important, but a lot of people took a lot of chances on us mm. by just like kind of seeing our vision and seeing what we wanted to do. And like, is the was the beer, is the beer so much better now than it was when we were contracting? Like, absolutely it was. There's no question. And that's not a knock to the contractors you we were working with. It's just like, it's the nature of the beast. Like that's the way the business yeah. work, but so many places kind of like took a chance on a chance on us. And we remember all of those, like, you know, first places we walked into and we're like, Hey, you don't know us at all. But, Here's some beer. Yeah. Here's some beer. What do you think you have a business to run? What do you think? And like, you know, shout out to Otto's beer hall, Rest in peace. First bar to ever take us on. Shout out to Evan. who um, was like, yeah.
0: Are we giving shout outs? <laughs> yeah. Well, we gave
2: many to the milkman. We got to give a shout out to Evan. Quirk. Shout out to the milkman. It was just like, hey. Heavy cream. It was like, hey, <laughs> we're going to give this a shot. And from there, it was like, you know, we could kind of like go to someone else and you know, sometimes it likes to be like, "Oh, where else are you selling?" Be like, "Oh, we got into autos," and be like, "Oh, okay." Like back in that, like autos beer hall, like had had a name in
0: definitely. Kensington, right? Uh,
2: it was like Queen Westy, Queen West and Dovercourt kind of
0: thing. Yeah, Queen Dovercourt. Okay, but back. they,
2: um, but but yeah, like anyone who like wants to start a brewery or whatever, it's just like there is an invaluable lesson. Like, just go hit the pavement and talk to people and don't be afraid to be like, hey, we're trying something here. Because people will fucking talk to you. They won't, they won't walk, they won't like, the ones, there are some people who will kind of like laugh you at the door, but fuck them, honestly. Like, go, like, you just, just keep going for it. And that, I think that's the single most invaluable part of contracting for us. And obviously, that's from the sales side. Adam's side would be different. Like, Owning in recipes or, or dealing with multipliers or whatever because another thing that we did was a uh, we took on a lot of our own suppliers early on and that was a, a big point that Adam wanted to make was like let's not let our contractors decide what we use we're gonna we'll, we'll pay the extra to bring in what we wanted to use and I think that was really no. important.
0: That's smart yeah um, I love to see it uh, guys we're coming up on three and a half this is uh, yeah it's this insane. Is What's no, your it's not honor? insane. What's, What's the honor? longest was five hours, just shy of five hours with Third Moon, um, because Chris oh did you, a. Uh, he has a. I don't know if you have ever... You out
3: there, like what you guys
0: do? It was virtual. It was like twenty twenty. They, um, Chris has a basement. He lives. He lives in Hamilton or Burlington, and he has this basement where the whole every wall space is covered in chicken wire, including the ceiling, and there's. Uh, empty bottles and cans every single surface of that entire basement because he was a beer trader him and bibo were beer traders essentially right. beforehand like so they have it's just and he just took us on a tour and we were lit obviously as we are right now so like it was probably around this time in the pod he's like let me show you a tour of the basement and that took like an hour and a bit or whatever the fuck to do that it was just it was it was bonkers, but three and a half. Most of them don't last three and a, three and a half is is this is definitely an outlier.
1: No, this is um, this is like this is very much on the long side. Oh, telling you, me. Haven't, and you haven't turned any of our basements.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, are you guys, is it is it time? Can up? I
3: can I can I ask?
2: Can I ask, <laughs> can I take you down to the
3: boiler room of my condo building? <laughs> 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 is this Is <laughs> like a,
2: a kitschy question? But like, what did you guys like the most? Like. Oh, it's good a question. kind of a it's, it's a lame question, but like seriously, like this has been probably the most fun we've ever had. I'll joke myself. It's the most fun
1: I've ever had. Yes. I we go. I agree. I would say Marsen no question.
0: Marsen too. Wow.
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: the close second though just for for more fun, the fun would probably even just be in the OG pills. Like Mm-hmm. Clean, crisp pills. Nice. and once again, Nate and I seem to be inherently, uh, in a, in a great way, like just biased with uh, the feisbies and the and the. How do you say, Merz Merzen?
2: Merzen? I say Merzen, Merzen, but I might be an asshole.
0: No, no, that's. Um, that, that's what. Say that again. I was gonna say,
3: Nate. What was your? second
1: favorite outside of that if you have my second uh, my second is oh, fest beer i'm staying oh, like i'm staying in oh. the same vein <laughs> say it what were your favorites nate <laughs> sticks uh, uh, and all stones uh it's sticks, sticks and, and stones. stones sticks and stones let's
0: fucking go
1: i don't remember which one's which
0: <laughs> <laughs> even it doesn't else. matter
1: doesn't matter you don't it doesn't even matter uh, <laughs> I'll,
0: <laughs>
2: That's I'll uh uh, not to keep you guys any once in a while, but uh, no, you're good. I don't mean to speak for Adam and I, but this this was a ton of fun. This was really, really, yeah. really, really cool. To, it's rare that we get to geek out about this shit, but it's very cool
1: to geek out about it with people who care about it.
4: Yeah. And willing we're, to, we're willing we're to drink really six glad beers to hear that. that. <laughs>
1: we're we're really glad to hear that. And uh, like it, it's entirely mutual. This has been a genuine pleasure chatting with you guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, for real! I'd love to do this every year, like once a year type of thing. Catch I thought you were gonna and... say every
1: week, and I got a little excited. <laughs> we could do it every <laughs> week. once
0: much. a week? Let's fucking go. We don't just have making... real, hours every week. Yeah, just
3: Nate, hours. You of...
4: should,
3: Nate, you should group chat us at six thirty when you your uh, is it your son? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah well, when, when my when, when my son's up, when uh, like when it'll be a good six hours before Craig's up. Nate, here's <laughs> what you do.
2: It's fine save the
0: 10 for six thirty, and there
4: you go <laughs> and give yeah, it to you yeah. okay okay oh, there it is <laughs> well, <3. 7%. laughs>
0: at least let him smell it because he needs to know what he's getting into <laughs> he this yeah. is the legacy that his father has uh you know brought for him <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. yo you need to get to know czech pale lagers son <laughs> Tell me the difference between the ten and the twelve now, and he doesn't have any verbal skills yet, but don't worry Holy about it.
4: Shit.
2: <laughs> is there below Adam? It's below t- there's an is there an eight degree?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad I good. feel like Godspeed's done an eight degree uh, uh, Godspeed's yeah, done an eight degree. Like, like, like they're like they're little yeah. like baby like baby, baby sle- Spetly. Sletney or whatnot. Yeah Spetly. but they eight de- they did an eight degree as well. That was three percent
0: mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Those beers are fire. Not yeah, when dumb. you
0: can get to that low with that much flavor, it's pretty impressive. It's not something I p- personally would love to drink. I'm just cool with four to five is fine, but I think it's like it's a it's a skill that is um, yeah pretty damn impressive to be able to well, do that sure shit. You,
3: when you guys crack open those cans, even though they're a couple months old, that's more that.
0: Oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, you can have lagers that are like mattled and it's great. That's the best part about lagers is that, like, you don't have to really stress. And, like as that opposed is, to haze, I'm like, it's two weeks. Fuck, let's go. You know, that's
2: yeah. the only advantage to lager only breweries is that as much time as it takes on like the brewing side. You don't have to worry as much on like the uh, the storage side. You're yeah. not like, yes. oh my God, we have to sell this in like two months. You're like, nah, yeah. No, nah. like, nah. it can like sell 30. when it sells and it's fine. And it just takes up money. space in our cold storage, which is a, its own nightmare. Yeah. It's all, it'll keep fridge, getting there. Fridge, fridge logistics fridge is logistics, it's, its own thing.
0: We were actually talking about that, Adam and I, the other day about like there's certain breweries that have like separate fridge temperatures for like, you know, four degrees, six degrees, eight yeah. degrees, 10 degrees, depending on the style I and stuff. Know. Poincare or whatever. Poincare uh, out of Montreal. Point Carrier, yeah. One of my favorite beer bars of all time. And Harikana, uh, Brasserie Harikana in Montreal does the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Different uh, temperatures mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's what well, I was, uh, Matt, I was highly aggressively encouraging uh, Adam and you to both um hit up Montreal and I would connect you with all the people that you need to know out there. If so, you you know. my
2: Adam went to McGill and my whole mom's side of my family is from Montreal. So, there's a lot. And then, Alan, again, is from Montreal. There's a, Mon- there's a lot of Montreal. In, oh, would. Well, Alan was honestly, the dude so. who
0: hated Quebec beer.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. This is a strong word. But he has well, it. not the yeah. gr- greatest fan. I fucking love Quebec beer. I lived there for 10 years. Um, These...
3: <laughs> We're still I, I, I
0: can't
2: quantify. <laughs> Alan, speaking about Alan without him being here, this feels like... It,
3: it's you need he needs to speak
0: do you know what next part let's bring alan alan on we'll do this oh, once a year and let's bring alan yeah, let's back do on.
3: it but you guys want to visit the brewery and then we'll we'll, we'll all meet in the first place. yeah that's what's gonna happen yeah.
1: let's do that percent, yeah. right, fellas we right, gotta got bring this thing home i'm I, i'm gonna die here let's yeah. take a
0: screenshot do you guys want to hold up some cans we'll take yeah. a little oh.
1: screenshot here
0: which, which one? one does it matter Yo, no, you take you take your pick. I'm gonna hold up Six and Stones because me and Nate are uh, stands of this uh this brand right here. There we go. Look at fucking that. Oh yeah. Yo, look at that. Don't hold don't hide that pretty face, Matthew. Don't you dare. Who well, do you think you're? I don't <laughs> this is hard to do. I know, I know, right? It's okay. We can we can get that there. Everyone ready? Yeah. Beautiful. Gentlemen, uh, Guys. where can everybody find True history online and in real life.
2: Uh, online store is in the works. We're hoping to get it ready by December. We'll Damn figure right. out how that works. That's For the baby Jesus an holiday early surprise. Uh, our retail shop and our uh, tap room, and then um, licensees throughout the province. If you can't find it in your province, talk to your favorite bottle shop, and we'll, we'll get it out there
0: love it what's the instagram
2: Again, uh true history oh brewing. brewing um brewing. That's, yeah and then our you can go to our website follow our newsletter we drop
0: some stuff there as well perfect i'm just double yeah. checking that um <laughs> true because you double double yeah. honestly you'd be surprised how many breweries it. don't know they're on instagram um, yeah. true history brewing grab that check that out and what's the address physical address
2: uh 1154 st Clair avenue west it's just east of uh, st Clair and Dufferin, toronto
0: perfect love to see it um we'll just wrap this up here stick around we'll wrap it up very quickly offline but uh, gentlemen honestly guys thank you so much like three and a half hours this is a pretty epic uh session right here thank you for hanging out thank you for the conversation and just being so chill and like honest about everything this was a as nate said just a fucking genuine pleasure i'm around the corner and I need to get my ass up there. So I'm uh keep in touch and uh, I want to get up there before the end of the year to actually mm. see the place. And I want to have a fucking Maliko fest because I'm going to become the milkman. I didn't give a shit. Yo, yeah. I'll,
2: t- I'll text Raz, let him know you're coming for the crown. We
0: should, we should have a, a, a milkman off. <laughs> Oh, just throw heavy cream at each other it's about to be a problem oh, my God. we're not doing that yeah. we,
1: could, we could get uh
0: we could get that
2: that has to happen behind the brick wall
0: oh yeah yeah that, that'll happen because yeah, we're gonna get pornhub to sponsor that but uh uh gentlemen thank you for this so much for hanging out uh guys thank you so much for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash the thumbs up hit subscribe below hit that notification bell nathaniel Ding. so you know when the new drops follow us everywhere at Was podcast and of course at Nathan does beer check us out every week every Wednesday we drop the audio in the morning the goddamn video in the evening this episode will be out sort of early December if I'm not mistaken guys uh, gentlemen thank you again go get some crispy boys in you in Toronto St. Clair and Dufferin and we'll see you guys in the next one cheers cheers
4: happy cream hey